The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Fed can just print more money out of thin air, but the government's always going to be in debt to the Fed. everybody welcome to another edition of the dangerous world's late uh recording or i guess airing of the monday night master debaters this is episode 42 with kyle and shane kyle runs the big dumb podcast shane runs inquiries of our reality and together they do the big dumb inquiries which is kind of like a fun uh you know, kind of swap cast show that they run where people present clips and they present their own clips and just talk and joke around and and have fun when it comes to conspiratorial information. And Shane also runs Open Minds Media, which is a really, really great collective of, you know, podcasts kind of like ours that actually helps the people that are involved and makes it about all the other creators. I think it's a a really good one. And uh, Shane's a kind hearted dude. And um, so is Kyle, for that matter. I'm actually, I think, going to talk with Kyle again later today. And uh, he's going to do one of my uh, little break room episodes. So this will be fun. Now, of course, this is a couple weeks later. I fell behind posting these. But I've got a really cool introduction um, into a very, very strange character. Uh, strange in a good way, though. This guy's name is, uh, uh, he was on the Pat Buchanan show. And this guy that I'm focusing on here is Larry McDonald. You may have heard of him. You may have seen clips of this chat that he had on. I believe the show is called Crossfire. And this is Pat Buchanan's show. And uh, man, is it weird. It's uh, very, very telling. Um, yeah, this is uh, Crossfire Rebirth of the Birchers. And this aired in May 1983. We got Thomas Braden and Pat Buchanan hosting the show. And they have Larry McDonald on, who was just appointed chairman of something called the John Birch Society. The John Birch Society is a very interesting little group. I'll t- tell you a little bit about them here uh, just up front. And then I'm going to read something from the L.A. Times before I air this somewhat of a long clip. It's 16 minutes long, and that sounds like way too long to play on a podcast. But it, it very, very much is an incredible clip. Very telling. And it's even more incredible that this guy dies four months after this conversation in a very suspicious way. And I'll read to you about his death after the clip. And I'm going to do my very best to set up the clip for you. Obviously you're not watching it. I'll provide the link in case you do want to watch it. And um, it is a clip from the eighties. So there is kind of a, um, a tone to it. 
that makes it uh, not extremely clear. You can hear what they're saying clearly, but then there's just like this background noise that is um, it may may sound a little strange, but I encourage you to listen to the whole thing. It's very, very interesting. But back to this Birch Society, um, the John Birch Society was named after a captain killed by Chinese communists. It was founded in 1958 by Robert W. Welch, who's a North Carolina-born candy magnet, and he made the sugar daddy on a stick. I don't know if you heard of those, but uh, I, I had never eaten one. I've seen them. Um, but this is Robert Welch, and he creates this what's called alt-right, far-right society that um, kind of fuels conspiracy theories, according to the mainstream media. Um I don't know, you know, they believe like today and things like 9-11 was kind of an inside job, right? They believe in the new world order, um, the industrial complexes, whether it be medical, pharmaceutical, industrial, um, medical, uh, military, all these different things, right? I know I said medical twice there. It's early. Deal with it, right? Um, also, secret societies running the world is another thing that they um, very much believe in. Nothing too crazy about what they what they do believe. Now, Welch did accuse um, Eisenhower of being a communist undercover, which I, it wouldn't surprise me, to be honest at all. I mean, he, he kind of seems like one of the, the best presidents that we'd had, but uh, that could be a setup, too. I mean, if you don't look into Abraham Lincoln too much, you're told that he's a great president, too. Eisenhower kind of flies under the radar. Um I think what really sticks with people like us about his presidency is the Grayada Treaty, right? This idea where the government met with aliens and, you know, exchanged, you know, people and cattle in order for alien technology, microwaves, fiber optics, all this kind of stuff. This is out there. And I'm sure a lot of you have heard of it. But what what really interested me in this John Birch Society was that Alex Jones is alleged to be a member, right? And he spreads a lot of conspiracy theories himself. Now, I'm a fan of Alex Jones. I, I do think that part of him is controlled opposition. I've been very clear about that. But I also would venture to guess that, like, Charlie Kirk, Candace Owens, um, the Louder with Crowder guy, what's that, Stephen Crowder? Um, all these guys, all these young conservatives that are kind of obnoxious, right? Like, angrily conservative, Um these people kind of using their fake anger to weaponize their emotions and weaponize their point of view in politics. This is all part of like what the John Birch society kind of created. Now I agree with a lot of the things that they stand behind, but there sure seems to be this polarization in politics today, largely perpetuated by the John Birch society. So I don't know. I'm going to read a little bit from the LA times um, and what they say about this group and it really sells it i mean i don't have a problem with anything that is being said here um i guess they were really anti-nixon very much so and and you can see that today that people don't think that nixon was um was tough enough they were tough on reagan too and i get them confused sometimes just because uh, even though they're very different on the surface they kind of stood behind the same things so John Birch Society is very anti-Nixon, very anti-Reagan, both conservative presidents, but both part of what they believe to be the deep state. Now, I don't know exactly how they feel about Trump. I'm sure that they support him on the surface. But um, it is interesting also to think about when things are moving in the direction of the new world order and, you know, more and more power is going to the government. 
every once in a while, they need to throw the people someone that the John Birch Society would approve of. Now, I'm sure that the John Birch Society is controlled opposition to. OK, um, anything that gets to be this big and gain this many members so quickly probably has some backing behind it. Right. Um, there's a lot of spy allegations, um, political spies, not like, you know, cool spies. But there are assassinations that get carried out here. And, and again, um, Larry McDonald, who unfortunately seems to be a pretty decent guy, ends up getting caught in um, in some of that drama there. But it, what I was getting at is that it makes sense that they would have to throw a candidate like Reagan or Trump to the population just to kind of make us think that there is some reality to elections, right? There's no selection process. It's all your voice. It's the people's voice. And every once in a while, we'll get this candidate that on the surface seems great. Kennedy seemed to be one for a lot of people back then, right? He ends up getting killed. Um, and then we kind of find out that he really wasn't a great president at all, <laughs> if you look into it. Now, we often assume that him and uh, Lincoln were the two best ones because they got killed. And that's just, it's simply not the case. Really tough to know who's the best out of all these idiots. But um, I'm going to go off this LA Times article. And uh, just read a couple paragraphs here because it really does kind of paint a picture of how evil this group is supposed to look. And uh, you're going to agree with a lot of the stuff that's said here. You're going to be like, okay, where's the crazy part? So they say, with epicenters in Orange County and Los Angeles, California's Birchers were instrumental in helping to ensure Richard Nixon's gubernatorial loss in 1962, Barry Goldwater's Republican presidential nomination in 1964, and Ronald Reagan's gubernatorial victory in 1966. Several California members of Congress were birchers, including Reps Edgar Highstand and John Ruslot. Um, Haven't heard of either one of those guys, to be honest. But they both represented parts of Los Angeles County. Now, this is where uh, they claim that Welch's theories get crazy. And uh, again, you're just going to be like, okay, where's the crazy part? So as years passed, Welch's theories grew wilder. He eventually concluded that communism was just another name for the conspiracy begun by the Bavarian Illuminati in 1776. He also said that the Trilateral Commission, the Council on Foreign Relations, and the Bilderbergers, a group that sought to foster dialogue between Europe and North America, were the puppet masters of the U.S. foreign and economic interests. (laughs) I mean, it's pretty dead on there. I don't think that that's crazy at all. The society is also called... um, has also called for the U.S. to withdraw from the United Nations. Why would they do that? And for the impeachment of Chief Justice Earl Warren. Okay, so again, this is their wild theories, right? Now, in the 1970s, the John Birch Society became even more influential, despite a widespread belief that the, quote, responsible right of William F. Buckley had purged the conservative movement of the Birchers. Welch was never excommunicated. Okay, so this kind of sets up the idea that this is controlled opposition. His style of American conservatism remained potent. Um, yeah, in those years, Welch broadened the society's focus by oppo- opposing abortion, high taxation, and sex education, issues that propelled the Reagan Revolution. Bertrand Lewis Olher uh, was instrumental in passing Proposition 13 to reduce California's property taxes in 1978. Now, here's more of his extreme theories, and then we're going to move into this clip. In the 1970s, Americans began receiving some confirmation that perhaps conspiracies weren't really as rare and nutty as they seemed. In 1973 and 1974, 
Watergate demonstrated that a president could uh, secretly abuse his constitutional authority. Well, and that's the first time that that's ever happened, right? And surely the last, I'm sure, in these people's minds that write for the LA Times. Americans learned that more government officials had spied for the Soviet Union and had worked with mobsters in an unsuccessful effort to kill a foreign head of state. The CIA turned out to have uh, conducted LSD experiments on Americans, MKUltra, and after a while, anything seemed plausible. Over the years that followed, the number of people who said they trusted the government plummeted. And this is when, you know, controlled opposition institutions like the John Birch Society step into play. Now, again, I agree with a lot of the shit that they say, and I agree with a lot of what Larry McDonald um, was behind. Some of the bills, actually, that he helped um, kind of at least get, you know, talked about and some some passed, actually. Um, up to 150 bills, and some were like the repealing of the Gun Control Act of 1968, um, create a select committee in the House of Representatives to conduct an investigation of human rights abuses in Southeast Asia by communist forces, repeal the FCC regulations against edit- editorializing and support of political candidates by non-commercial education broadcasting stations, create a House Committee on Internal Security, impeach UN Ambassador Andrew Young, abolish the Federal Election Commission, get the U.S. out of the United Nations. I mean, this is some good stuff, right? And um, he gets heavily criticized here on this episode of Crossfire, which I'm going to share. And again, this is a 16-minute clip, but it is incredibly important. And um, again, the guy dies four months after this clip airs. This this aired in... uh, May of 18, I'm sorry, May of 1983. And then he passes away very suspiciously in um, September of that same year. So very, very interesting stuff. I do want to just double check. Yeah, September 1st, 1983. Um, And this aired, it just says sometime in May. Uh, So very, very interesting. So the first person that you're going to hear speaking, and you can kind of, you know, get the idea of who's talking and who's on what side. First person you're going to hear talking in this clip is Pat Buchanan. And Tom Braden is kind of interrupting every once in a while. Tom Braden's an older man. He has an older sounding voice. And Larry McDonald um, answers a question that Pat Buchanan is asking, but he addresses Tom um, in the clip. So it's a little confusing. That's why I lay it out here. So again, Pat Buchanan speaking first, Tom Braden kind of jumping in, interrupting, and then uh, Larry McDonald answering pat but talking to tom it's it's a little confusing there but um pat also has the southern sounding voice and he's saying the things that sound logical so uh here is the clip and uh, i will get to you on the other side of this talk about it a little bit and then explain why it's so suspicious and uh talk about mr mcdonald's death as well so here we go it's a pretty important quotation. It's all right. It was made in a pamphlet by a fellow who later headed up a society. Let's say right. it was Not a later, dumb, right then. A dumb statement. The Birch Society was formed in '58. Why are you all now, the John Birch Society, still answering for a statement like that? Why didn't somebody in the Birch Society say, "Look, our founder made an asinine statement. We don't pay any attention to it, and go on to the future." Why is the John Birch Society? In his phrase, now considered by an awful lot of people who will say, okay, Jerry Falwell, moral majority, new writers, okay, don't like him. But all of a sudden, when you mention the Birch Society, everybody recoils. 
Why well, is that? The, t the reason is, uh, Tom, of course, we haven't gotten into what the society is. Instead, we have tried to, it's a sort of a classic effort of a straw man that's thrown up uh, where the society never took a position. The society never stated anything about Eisenhower one way or the other. It was never a position of the society. Was it a problem for the society that its head for 25 years was the man who had made that statement, and his head is not that now? Well, part of the problem is, uh, Tom, the, uh, Pat, the actual statement has not been quoted. Mm -hmm. And if anyone wants to take the time to read the politician with right. the footnotes, they can may read it and judge for themselves. Uh, but that's not a position, one way or the other, of the society. And of course, another small problem is that Mr. Welch did not resign. Uh, actually, this was a move of transition of leadership of which he was one of the individuals in uh, actively making the transition. He is the as a chairman emeritus. Were you hurt then? Well, I mean, I want to get to the point why the John Birch Society is differentiated from other new right organizations. You can say conservative caucus or Nick Pack or, or conservative digest, and people say yes, no, yes, no. But you say the Birch Society, and there's a recoil, uh, even among conservatives, who will say, no, no, don't call me a member of the Birch Society. Now, why is it? Is that partly due to the fact that Bill Buckley's National Review, I think around 19... 1964 read the Birch Society out of the conservative movement. Have you recovered from that? Well, I think Bill Buckley founded ACU in 65, partly mm -hmm. to do that. Uh, elements within National Review have also, beginning in 65, uh, I think very dishonestly took a very strong tack against the society. The society would actually be turned more of the old right. I think the right. definition of the new but right why, would be vigorous and they, most vigorous. Okay, but why? I mean, I don't know where you disagree with uh, with with the new right people. But why are you all, why do you carry around this tarnish, this taint? Well, let me, give you, a, people that, let people, me give you another reason why you carry around you the, the taint. I'd be glad that, to give you the answer. Mr. Pat, Mr. Welch. The reason is because uh, the society is the only organization in America that is organized at the grassroots level with paid coordinators, with chapters in the communities all across the country. Conservative caucus. Uh, not with chapters, not with a paid field staff uh, all across the, the but country. That, that's and so the result is that uh, this is the one group, I think, that those who would radically change America seriously fear. And a tremendous campaign was launched in uh, December of 1960 right. uh, to move to discredit the John Birch Society and, frankly, launched uh, initial orders coming out of Moscow. Well, uh, Mr. McDonald, I'm not a conspirator. Uh, I think even Buchanan would vouch for that. Uh, but well, you uh, are Robert Robert Wilson. Robert Wilson. Well, no, I don't think so. Yeah, I'm a member of the Council on Foreign Relations. Yeah, you, well, you've certainly. Well, it, let me just tell you what Newsweek says. That says this: the John Birch Society considers communism only one arm of a national of a master conspiracy in which socialist American insiders are plotting to establish world government. Now, it also says, and here's Director John McManus. That's your public relations director saying that former Secretary of State Alexander Haig and CIA Director William Casey are two of these master conspirators who are plotting to establish world government. Now, what do you say? Uh, you know, that kind of silly, asinine statement is what makes, pe makes people laugh at the John Birch Society. Well, Tom, I'm sure being a long-standing member of the Rockefeller apparatus, uh, and as a member of the Council on Foreign Relations of Longstanding, you're fully aware that you, there is an elitist core in this country that has seen value in subsidizing communism or protecting communism. It has? Sure. You're accusing me of subsidizing communism? No, no, I'm saying because that there I happen is, to belong no, to a no, to there a is an elite core. Study now, group? That, no, no, wait a minute. 
there is an elite core in this country that has dominated American society. Well, I'm not one of them. Trilateral commission, trilateral commission, council on foreign relations. The Department, I suppose. Well, let's face it, they have dominated the State Department for 40 years, and uh, pretty much openly All so. right, but what are they trying to do? Well, their objective is to try to bring about a gradual transition in our society, a dissolving of sovereignty, and a moving steadily to the left on the political spectrum. Well, who are the they? Belief, the elitist groups that I mentioned, particularly key individuals and policymakers in the Council of Foreign Relations. Is the Monetary Fund part of this? Well, I would say the International Monetary Fund has certainly been set up for the purpose of facilitating that transfer of sovereignty and transfer of wealth on the road. Right, we elected Mr. Conservative. Let me just finish the point, right. because otherwise we're going to have a lot of un unanswered questions, that you are looking at a group that has worked to bring about the dissolution of national sovereignties on the road to world government. And certainly uh, you're familiar with uh, local professor Carol Quigley, who has been part of your club, in which he admitted all this. And he said in his book, Tragedy and Hope, the only thing I disagree is that we've worked to keep it a secret. And you see Arthur Schlesinger, Jr., writing way back in 1947, says, yes, this is the hidden policy of America. But we can't tell the American public because they're too unsophisticated to see the Who, value. What is the instrumentality of world government? What is the instrumentality of all the say about Arthur That's just the silliest statement I ever heard. He well, never made anything like well, that. Well, let me suggest that you read the May-June issue of the Partisan Review of 1947, Tom, and you can read it for yourself. It's called well, Arthur Schlesinger said there was a conspiracy. Oh. A conspiracy oh, to promote communism? Oh, no, he didn't use the word conspiracy. He said the objective was to bring about... Let me finish. I'll tell you. He said that the objective, the secret policy, which we can't tell the American public because they're not sophisticated enough to see the value, is that through a steady result of the erosion of new deals, we bring the American society steadily to the left, All right. and through a sound concept of benign containment, we merge into the vital center of the socialist left. Those are his words, not mine. Do you think John Kennedy was a member of that conspiracy? No, no, let me ask you this. The uh, world federalist movement in the post-war era contained a lot of people who eventually broke with it, and a lot of people thought the UN in the post-war era looked toward world government. Sure. Indeed, they did up until 48, 49. But a lot of them said, "Look, we were utopian. That's over and done with. We can't move." And a lot of them came in Kennedy's government. Uh, Schlesinger was in there when they were fighting uh, in Vietnam, launched the effort in Vietnam. Schlesinger was behind the Bay of Pigs. In other words, look. Isn't there some move that occurred in the post-war era that now has been dissipated because nobody believes in the utopian ideal of world government anymore? Well, I think there are those that realize that moving straight from a prototype of the United Nations into world government perhaps is tactically impossible. But phasing out uh, increasingly national sovereignty into regional government uh, and phasing out sovereignties into international treaties in multiple areas the whole can be around. Er the whole movement toward, quote, interdependence. Yeah. NATO is, uh, so, uh, is part of the conspiracy? Well, there are certainly elements in NATO. There are people in, uh, in NATO who are very strongly dedicated to the defense of the West. Uh, but at the same time, you find in NATO a steady dissolution. You find a growing weakness. There's a uh, NATO policy uh, dominated by State Department policies that uh, has not worked. Well, it's uh, a regional grouping, and I think, therefore, it may be suspect by the John Birch Society. We're talking with Congressman Larry McDonald, who has recently been elevated, I guess, to chairmanship of the John Birch Society, succeeding uh, Robert Welsh. We'll be back in a minute. Welcome back to Crossfire. Our guest is the new chairman, recently named chairman of the John Birch Society, Congressman Larry McDonald, a Democrat from Georgia. Uh, Mr. McDonald, your, your predecessor 
believed that the PTA was too left-wing and that uh, and the John Birch Society at one time tried to infiltrate it. There's, or so he said. He used the word infiltrate. <laughs> Are you still in that part of your program now? Well, I think when the PTA comes out in this program for the test ban treaty and when the PTA comes out for gun control, it comes out for obviously national legislative programs that have been linked with liberaldom, uh, having nothing to do with education of our children. I think many people are wondering what in the world is the PTA doing, and that includes members of the John Birch Society. Well, I wonder well about you. Uh, I wonder about you. I looked you up. You're, you're, you're the biggest joiner that I've ever seen in the world. You belong, as I counted them, to 67 organizations, among which are the National Rifle Association, the American Pistol and Revolver Association, the Committee for the Right to Keep and Bear Arms, the Second Amendment Foundation, and the Citizens Committee for the Right to Keep and Bear Arms. Well, Tom, I think there's a real drive in this country to try to destroy the realization of our citizens that they have a fundamental constitutional right to keep and bear arms as the Constitution allows. And unfortunately, there are those in our society, including elements of the PTA nationally, not always locally by any stretch, but nationally, who would uh, believe that the federal government uh, should restrict the right of citizens to keep in balance. Can I get what back to What kind of grades that? do you give Ronald Reagan as president? And what kind of grades does the John Birch Society give him? Well, I would say in his speeches, uh, Pat, you'd have to give him close to an A, B plus to an A. But in his performance, uh, What's somewhere... most disappointing? Well, I think the fact that the rhetoric is going one way and the record is going another. Let what me ask you issue? about uh, this, this conspiracy again. Well, you can take the issue of, of uh, the, one of the major problems of this country is inflation right. and the problems of the destruction of the dollar. And the fact of the matter is, in spite of promises of the contrary, uh, Reagan uh, has not moved to correct the deficiencies. We're now back to Keynesian well, economics that's... despite uh, comments to the contrary. Do you think that's a p result of the conspiracy you mentioned? Is there somebody working on them to get the inflation so that so that this country will be weakened. Well, as a man who campaigned against elitism, as a man who in his campaign rhetoric said that he would not be having the Council on Foreign Relations trilateral types dominating his cabinet, he's got about 250 members of such in his administration. Well, let me ask you about Bill Casey. Now, I've known Bill... 250 members. I've known... Well, of the, of the trilateral commission I've known Bill Casey in the administration. I've known Bill Casey, the director of CIA, since World War II. As a matter of fact, in World War II, he was my boss. Now, you... you your uh, public relations director, the John Birch Society, says that Bill Casey is a part of this conspiracy well, that's trying to bring Casey, about world before, government. Before he became CIA, one of his big jobs was aiding in the transfer of technology and uh, goods and so forth to the Soviet Union, uh, helping the Camel River Project, the Export-Import Bank. Oh, helping to finance is these the Export-Import Bank part of the conspiracy? I think the, I'm the whole drive, drive the that the, the fact that the American people have been tapped steadily especially since World War II, to finance their enemies and to have the massive technology transfer to those uh, who well, agree with you. You know that from the Braden Doctrine in the, in the agency, uh, which uh, you're very familiar with, and the feeling that uh, we must somehow subsidize the, quote, non-communist left. Uh, that's among our so-called allies. Braden was and in country after country, that turned out to be the communists, mm -hmm. the crypto-communists masquerading yeah, as non-communists. Yeah, that's Mr. Mitterrand, who has taken the strongest position against the Russians of any Western European... Well, he was about to lose everything at the polls, and he had to show some sign. Uh, it's very difficult to say exactly how far that will Congressman be. Congressman McDonald, he's yeah. been using the term conspiracy. No, I didn't use it. No, For no, heaven's no. sakes, Pat. The John no, Birch Society used it. I don't want to go through the tapes. <laughs> well, it is. Don't blame it on me. He used it. You've used it 45 times. That's right. They say this is a conspiracy. Right. I want to know what the conspiracy well, is. Tom. I'm trying to find out who's in it 
And what agencies of government in it? Because I want to fight it along with you. You look and like great, Tom. Let me tell you, Tom. <laughs> you, you. By the way, that uh, Tom guy uh, was—he's con confirmed CIA. They're kind of al alluding to that right now. Confirmed CIA, one hundred percent CIA on paper, on record. And Pat Buchanan. Uh, I don't know if you remember me talking about the Pilgrim Society. Um, but the Pilgrim Society would sponsor a lot of journalists and people that ran shows like this to talk about their agenda and to uh, kind of paint it in a better light. So this is exactly what's going on here. And you just have uh, Larry McDonald here uh, pushing back against it. So I just wanted to make that clear. I don't know if I said that uh, Tom was absolutely real on paper CIA. So here we go. You tell me, uh, you know, how can I join the John Birch Society? Well, guys, Tom, you got no problem at all. All you need to do is write a letter to the John Birch Society, Belmont, Massachusetts, 02178, and yeah. tell them that you would like to purchase for $2 a copy of the Blue Book. Tom, you read it, and I think if you're a dedicated American, you will agree with every word. Then you get in touch with me, and we may even sign you up. Yeah, but it says here in one of your pub uh, one of your publications, not just anyone can be a Bircher. Now, how I can I be a Bircher? Now, if you don't believe in the Constitution and limited government and free enterprise and biblical values of morality, I believe in all those, but I don't. Qualify. I don't well, believe there's a conspiracy. He'd make a lousy well, candidate. Tom, a lousy you candidate. know, as, as a matter Pat of fact, a member of the conspiracy, he's a member of the press. <laughs> let me ask you. He's used now. Mr. Braden's used for the forty-seventh time the term conspiracy. Now, let me ask you seriously. When you use people like Casey, who is on the Council on Foreign Relations, David Rockefeller's Trilateral Committee uh, Commission, what do you mean? Or do you mean? Is that your term, the term conspiracy? Well, there are many different levels of the problem. But yes, the term has been used, the term of conspiracy, when you have a group of people... I mean, they're actively, actively collaborating, and at the other end of that point of collaboration are communists, and on this end of the point of collaboration is Bill Casey and trilateralists and, and CFR. Uh, Al you have people who are part of the elitist structure of this country that have dominated this country openly for 40 years. I know, but they're not... Is that a conspiracy? Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. If people quietly working together for evil objectives, two or more, that by definition is a conspiracy. You have by their own admission, you look at the tragedy and hope by Professor Carol Quigley, who's a member of this elitist group. He says, sure, we've been working this. Sure, we've been collaborating with communism. Yes, we're working for a global accommodation. Yes, we're working for world government. The only thing I object to is that we have kept it a secret. And I think we have gone so far along we should come out and say. I'll bet you a dollar and a half that Bill Casey doesn't know who Professor Quigley is. I don't. He's at well, Georgetown a number of years uh, ago. He, he, he died a couple of years ago, and he wrote The Tragedy and Hope. He's a very noted member of, the, of your club, Tom. Tom, you've uh, got to broaden your reading a little that's right. bit. Really well, I, to, what I ought to do is read more about conspiracies, and that's why I'm interested in what Well, Mr. I'll tell you what, what, what you ought to do is go back and look at your founder, Edward Mandel House, because he wrote the book Philip Drew Administrator. And in this... Colonel House said that what he envisioned for the world was a world government along socialist lines as envisioned by Karl Marx. Now, that's mm -hmm. that's your leader, uh -huh. Tom, so you got to go back to the beginning. Well, his leader was Woodrow was. Wilson. Do you think he was a communist? No, I think Woodrow Wilson uh, was his follower. Uh, I think Edward Mandel House dominated Wilson, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Edward Mandel House, uh, that was, uh, we ought to make that clear, he was Colonel President House. Wilson's uh, principal Alter, alter ego, that's correct. Yeah. Uh, so he is the he is the real villain from which all these conspiracies. Uh, no, 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 no. He is a major that? figure, Tom. But there is has been, unfortunately, in the West, uh, an element 
there are good members in the Council on Foreign Relations, dedicated patriotic people. You've had Sproul Brayton, who was a member of the Council of the Birch Society, Bill Buckley's and Council on Foreign Relations. You've got some dedicated people, but the driving forces have very clearly been willing to collaborate, subsidize, work for technology transfer for what they feel is some type of an accommodation and merger. And I, I submit this would be a disaster for the American Republic. Are there any Our in guest, Congress? Sure. Our guest has been Congressman Larry McDonald of the John Birch Society. He's the new chairman. He succeeded uh, Robert Welsh, who has stepped down, as I understand it. Is that correct? He's been sort of promoted to chairman. He's been Emeritus. promoted chairman emeritus and founder. And Tom Brady and I'll be back with final comments in a moment. Pat, I, I just want to tell you, I think some of the people who served in the Nixon White House are good, clean, upstanding, patriotic, Amer patriotic Americans. And some of them, on the other hand, are, are suspect. And I, I'm just going to have Larry McDonald, the head of the Birch Society, take a look at some of those people, and I wonder if he might find you. Tom, where I disagree... There's something going on here. I disagree with Congressman McDonald is the idea of conspiracy with you and your friends. I think it's more of a herding instinct. The direction you've been moving in, inertia, right. carries you further and further. But I do think this. That slogan, get the U.S. out of the U.N. and the U.N. out of the U.S. looks better and better every day, doesn't it? Maybe they were ahead of their time on that one. No, Pat, I think we got to have uh, communications with the world, and the U.N. makes me mad, too. But uh, I don't think it's a part of the great conspiracy which extends from Bill Casey and Al Haig all the way to communism. Well, I think that uh, Larry McDonald's a patriot. I think he's wrong about the conspiracy, but he's probably less wrong about what he says about this country than the guy I'm talking to. Ooh. Yeah, I think... Uh... Ooh, a little zinger there at the end. Um, and that is just where the clip ends. But uh, what an interesting clip, right? I, I think that... Uh... There was a lot said there, and Larry McDonald is a G for going in there and doing that. Now, he paid with his life, it sounds like, a uh, Democrat out of Georgia, and this is actually a little bit about how he met his end here. Um, so McDonald was um, invited to South Korea to attend a celebration of the 30th anniversary of the United States-South Korea Mutual Defense Treaty with three fellow members of Congress, Senator Jesse Helms of North Carolina, Senator Steve Sims of Idaho, and Representative Carol Hubbard of Kentucky. Due to bad weather on Sunday, August 28, 1983, McDonald's flight from Atlanta was diverted to Baltimore, and when he finally arrived at JFK Airport in New York, he had missed his connection to South Korea by two or three minutes. Okay, that's coincidence one. McDonald could have boarded the Pan Am Boeing 747 flight to Seoul, um, but he preferred to uh, the lower fares of Korean Airlines and chose to wait for the next Korean Airlines flight two days later. Simultaneously, Hubbard and Helms planned to meet with McDonald in, and discuss uh, how to join McDonald on the KAL 007 flight. That's the number of the Korean Airlines flight, 007. Okay, another coincidence maybe uh i mean sometimes these things are real but i i find that a hell of a coincidence kind of kind of a uh, poetic i would say uh and these days uh these delays mounted uh instead of joining mcdonald hubbard at the last minute gave up on the trip canceled his reservations and accepted a kentucky speaking engagement coincidence number two one of the other guys withdraws his uh his going on the trip 
Helms attempted to join McDonald, but was also delayed. So we're already hitting three coincidences here. Um, if you're not counting the 007 uh, plane number, McDonald occupied the aisle seat 02B in the first class section. When KAL 007 took off on August 31st at 1224 a.m. local time on a 3,400 mile trip to Anchorage, Alaska for a scheduled stopover seven hours later. The plane remained on the ground for an hour and a half during which it was refueled, uh, reprovisioned, cleaned and serviced. The passengers were given the option of leaving the aircraft, but McDonald remained on the plane, catching up on sleep. Helms, meanwhile, had managed to arrive and invited McDonald to move onto his flight, Korean Airlines 15, but McDonald did not wish to be disturbed. And another coincidence, he had a chance to leave the 007 plane, and uh, it sounds like Helms was trying to get McDonald to uh, to get off that plane, but he didn't want to. Uh with a fresh flight crew, Korean Airlines 007, the one that's holding McDonald, took off at 4 a.m. local time and a scheduled nonstop flight over the Pacific to Seoul's Kimpo International Airport, a nearly 4,500-mile flight that would take approximately eight hours. On September 1st, 1983, McDonald and the rest of the passengers and crew of Korean Airlines 007 were killed when Soviet fighters under the command of General uh, Anatoly Kurnukov, sorry, I'm bad with Russian names. General Anatoly Kurnukov shot down Korean Airlines 007 near Monoran Island after the plane entered Soviet airspace. So this plane enters Soviet airspace holding a, uh, a government official that four months earlier was just criticizing the Council on Foreign Relations, uh, the Bilderberg Group, you know, the 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 CIA, all these groups, right? Some families of the victims of the shoot down maintain that there's a reason to believe that McDonald and others on double uh, flight 007 survived the shoot down. And this viewpoint has received some coverage in the conservative news agency, accuracy and media, and also the new American, the magazine for the John Birch society. So uh, coincidence after coincidence after coincidence after coincidence leads to this plane uh, holding Larry McDonald, um, uh, representative from Georgia's 7th district at the time. Again, a Democrat dealing with a lot of conservatives. This is stuff that they do not like, right? Someone with a D next to their name uh, talking with uh, people and agreeing with people that have an R next to their name that doesn't do so good for the polarization of the government. Um, but yeah, it leads to this plane getting flown into Soviet airspace during the cold war. Right. And, uh, and then this passenger plane gets shot down hell of a bunch of coincidences and a, a crazy story. I hope you enjoyed that clip though. And, uh, I mean, it, it's an enthralling debate It's 17 minutes, but you know, I'm sitting here and, and it flew by for me and I've heard that clip a couple times. Good debate. Um, I mean, if you agree with what Larry McDonald is saying, I think that you come out of that conversation just kind of more solidified in your beliefs that, yeah, there's been some shady shit going on for quite some time. And no one can deny that people can deny it, but they know in the back of their mind that um, that, yeah, our government is definitely doing some goofy stuff. And I just wish that they'd be more upfront with us. Right. I mean, we are um, just kind of minding our own business. After all, we're not actively trying to interfere with their lives at all. We just kind of want to be left alone and we know that they have more power than we do and that's okay, but they keep trying to get more and more power. And it's very, 
suspicious and um kind of ang- i mean it's anger inducing for sure right it'll it'll piss you off if you spend too much time thinking about it but uh anyway i don't want to go on uh too much longer here i want to roll into this fun episode that we deal with kyle and shane um matt always a great host and um again check out the big dumb inquiries open minds media the big dumb podcast and of course inquiries of a reality these guys are awesome fun dudes to talk with super down to earth super chill guys and uh hope you enjoy this conversation with us i'll be talking with you in just a few days and probably the next episode that comes out will be with kyle and myself drinking a few beers and uh talking about you know why he's into this stuff and uh also a little bit about uh his trashier habits and i'm sure he's got a lot he's from texas so he's got some and uh so he's a friend of the show for sure but guys enjoy this episode episode number 42 of monday night master debaters talk to you on the other side of this guys thanks and welcome to another monday night master debaters we have a interesting one again this time last week we were supposed to have kind of a swap cast with the boys from uh what is it imaginarium of thought but unfortunately zach had some technical difficulties so we'll have to get them back on but this week we got the cross cast with big dumb inquiries we're not going to use the swap cast we're doing cross cast now i like like that that. yeah use our own word lingo yeah it does sound better so, so we got half the time people here don't know what the fuck it is. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, man. So Shane, how's it going, man? Not too bad. How about you, man? Good, man. Good. Summer's flying by. Like we were just talking about time. Seems like it's going faster than ever. It's because it is, man. Everything's speeding up. It's like a, like a spiral. Dude, we're getting, yeah, it's like a toilet vortex, right? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> just getting sucked in. That's a little microscopic black hole. It's certainly like I was talking about, man. We're all getting pulled towards it. <laughs> oh, man. Kyle, you're a little heavier these days, my friend. Uh, okay. Is that a fat joke? I, I, <laughs> no, 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 no. You got you got it. You got a little anchor on your finger now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. It's heavy. It's actually silicone because I don't want to. I've seen horror horror videos of carpenters with their rings on getting caught in like a fucking drill or, Ooh, you know, yeah. a router. And so I was like, OK, get me a ring, but I'm never going to wear it because I don't I want to keep my fucking fingers. But yeah. I'm married now. It's uh, literally nothing's changed except now the government is involved and uh, I get to file jointly this year because I've been doing her taxes for the last two years anyway. And now it's just going to take a little bit less time. So, yeah. Thank you, guys. Congratulations. Congrats, man. It's fun. Uh, I have some crazy stories about Mexico. You were uh, we'll get into it later in some of the topics, but uh, good to be here. I always love a good M. NMD, if you know what I'm saying. And, uh, you know, the big D is here tonight himself, Mr. Ryan Dean. What's going on, brother? Oh, well, thank you for that nice little, <laughs> little segue. <laughs> I told you guys. I told you guys. I'm I was caught off guard. I had my notes ready, but I guess I'm going to have to go off the dome here. Yeah, dude, thanks for uh, thanks for that lovely introduction. Um, no, yeah, just always excited to talk. I mean, me and Matt have a, a ton of fun here. And then, uh, you know, it's cool to bring a couple of fine gentlemen like yourselves in here and uh see what we can get into so yeah this will be a fun one so we already uh, got some weird stuff lined up <laughs> oh dude we have to we have to start with this because this is one of the most insane fucking things i've ever heard in my life okay we have our wonderful 
what is she? I don't even know what she is anymore. Is she the speaker? But she's third in line. Speaker of the house, baby. To is take she really third? Yes. Behind Kamala is none other than this woman. Okay. Now let me get the let's let's get this volume up here so we can hear her. When I was a little girl, I was told when at the uh, beach if I dug a hole deep enough, we would reach China. Always felt I could hear it. Yeah, I could hear there. it. Play, play it again. I can. All hear right, it. one more time. When I was a little girl, I was told at the beach if I dug a hole deep enough, we would reach China. So we've always felt a con connection there. <laughs> Dude, her voice sounds different. <laughs> I, I hate to sound like weird and take away from like how wow. crazy that is, but her voice sounds way she different. A little more hunched over in that one too. And when when was this clip from? That was the Taiwan visit, right? Wait, that was this last week she said that? This is recent. Yeah, this is from like today or yesterday. I just uh, pulled it <laughs> off the good old interwebs. Oh, my God. Apparently, talking, Biden I mean, and her have the same people writing for their teleprompter. And that's what we're talking <laughs> about. These, these, these people don't say anything that's not written in front of them. I mean, even the questions that they're asked, they have prepared statements for. So why is she talking about digging to China? Like that's the most asinine thing ever. I'm you know what? Start whispering. <laughs> I would not be surprised if that's included in the teleprompter because they're trying really, really hard to seem relatable. I mean, we all used to say that as kids, you dig a hole to China, right? But with the way that they look at how racist things are, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, the way that the left see views that statement, that's a racist statement. You're digging underground to find the Chinese people. I mean, they you know how, how they dig into this shed. Charlie's so, in the trees. Charlie's in the trees. Yeah, it's it's goofy, man. So, you know, they're trying to seem relatable. But um, when you have a culture that's built around trying not to offend anyone, you're just shooting yourself in the foot there. So I say, fucker. At what, <laughs> at what point, though, do we say enough's enough with these senile motherfuckers running our country? I mean, look at the average age of our our it's you know the over, house in the senate over retirement age dude if if people the plebs like us have to retire at 65 let's say we work for a company for 35 years we retire at 65 we get a modest you know social security pension whatever it is if we have to retire at 65 and no one else will hire us these fuckers should have to retire at 65 too i mean that's but just yes, think about sense. how how much in touch are you with your grandparents era because yeah. that's essentially what this is. This is, you know, your grandparents, your grandparents running our, our country right now and trying to act relatable to you. And, and not only try and act relatable to you, they think they're better than you anyway. I think so, if Nancy Pelosi wants to be relatable, she needs to start an OnlyFans with those big juicy tits. <laughs> that might be a way to stop World War Three is if she does a free OnlyFans in Chinese. I mean, okay. Where has uh, I, I I gotta ask too? Where's Mitch McConnell been? Has anyone seen him in, since the Turtle Ooh. Boy? Yeah, I, Turtle because there's another. The gay one is not Mitch McConnell, right? That's he, uh, Pete Buttigieg. Just think of oh, but. Lindsay Lindsay Graham. Lindsay Graham. Oh, gay yeah, Lindsay oh yeah, Lindsay's another toilet Princess, tickler. Princess Graham. Yes. Yeah. No, uh, I, I, I haven't heard from Mitch in a while. Mitch will come out with a black eye. That's I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say Mitch is going to reappear and he's going to have a black eye. Dude, you want to put five on it? Because I a long shot. I will bet you money just to I hope it happens, but I'll I'll bet against you just for fun. All right. We'll play a little game of where in the world is Mitch McConnell. <laughs>
He's gonna yeah. pop up on a podcast like everybody else. <laughs> yeah. He's doing Rogan's show next. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be the next guest. <laughs> Can you imagine listening to him talk for four hours on Joe Rogan's show, dude? Oh my god, <laughs> talk about painful. <laughs> um, yeah, man. No, a lot of these politicians are seeming to kind of be hiding, and I think that they're gonna probably pop up here in a couple weeks, but watch him pop up tomorrow, dude. Mitch McConnell. Are y'all on the planet? <laughs> Kyle, you want to go another five or he has a a boot on one of his legs. Okay. Okay. Uh, can we also include a knee brace in that? A boot or knee brace? Because What's one going of, on with the knee brace? Is that a new thing? I've never no, heard of that. That can be passed off as an old man thing, right? Oh, is there like a thing with boots on oh, the... Oh, yeah. Oh, it's similar to the black eye thing. I didn't oh, know that. exactly. Like yes. they get yeah. smashed by a hammer or some shit like that. You know, toenails ripped off. Is that what yep. you're saying? If we're going down that road, like Kyle's saying, I'm going to go fucking iron halo on, on McConnell when he comes out for five. Ooh, jeez, He's coming out in a fucking iron lung, dude. <laughs> Polio's return. <laughs> yeah, man. No, I think it's uh, I, I think that it's interesting to think about what these people are actually doing out there, man, because, you know, the whole thing with Trump, right, that, mm. that was going on. We were kind of talking about it a little bit Mar-a-Lago. Um, that's a very interesting situation right there. And I, I'm and interested. I know we were kind of talking about it a little bit, but I think we should kind of talk about that pretty quick here because well, that I, is. I got a clip uh, that we can I can play that, that just it's like 50 seconds. It breaks it all down. What happened for those who don't know uh, what happened? This broke right before we started the show. Do you mind if I share? Kyle, I don't care what they say about you. You are on the ball. Dude, I, <laughs> I've been gone for a few weeks, over a month now, and so I'm trying. Ooh, <laughs> I big got fan of her. Together. I got Is she going to be telling us what's going on? Okay, yes. She looks good, cute, but she it, it's okay. Watch her and listen to what she's. I Do mean, we have a butter what face. she says in the clip, but watch her. It's very odd. From former President Donald Trump says his moral. I'm all in. Has been raided by the FBI. Look at those eyes. FBI. I'm the all in. President has since Got released those a MK Ultra saying, eyes. These are dark times for our nation, as my beautiful home, Amar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, Florida, is currently under siege, raided and occupied by a large group of FBI agents. Nothing like this has ever happened to a president of the United States before. The statement goes on to say, quote, Lincoln and uh, Kennedy got their fucking heads blown off, so. That, I'll just preface that. Okay. <laughs> they even broke into my safe. What is the difference between this and Watergate, where operatives broke into the Democratic National Committee? Here in reverse, Democrats broke into the home of the 45th president of the United States. Again, this information. Still, he always speaks in third person. Like, yeah. this is a statement from him, and I'm sure he didn't write it. But at least try to make it sound like he said it. It's not in third person. <laughs> Just into our newsroom. Stay with us both on air and online. We will bring you any updates on this breaking news as soon as we receive them. Okay, so that bitch was crazy. <laughs> she had that crazy look in her eyes. They were but kind that's of, the best thing that you want. That's the thing that you really want if you're just going it. for like a one short term. Stand. Yes, short term <laughs> all day. Long term, that's that's a bad idea. Look that's at that, dude. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling well, you. It's it's like she's not cross-eyed, but she's crazy enough that you think she's cross-eyed. The, the, you're not her wrong, bro. Eye, the one on the right does not move, and her uh, her Other. right eye, the one on our left, is like really wants to go to her nose but it's fighting to stay off her reptilian skin's the wrong size oh yeah dude. <laughs> hey man you know i know kyle kyle just got married so he can't really be part of the conversation but you other two better be dating some fucking tens 
if this is the case. If you guys are saying that she's not smoking hot, no, come she, on. She is smoking hot. I'm just Did pointing not out say the that. eyes. I'm pointing okay. out the eyes. That's it. No, we're saying she's got crazy eyes. That's all, man. That's like, good. And that's what we said. I agree. Short term, all day. Long term, <laughs> okay, cool. no shot, dude. It's not worth the headache. I, okay. Uh, I don't know. I'm looking from here down. It's not bad. <laughs> not bad at all. All right. <laughs> so you were going to play another one, it sounds like. You, you had another thing? I'm interested to see if... was. Is there already conflicting stories? Oh, no. This Well, it, what's interesting is, I think we mentioned, uh, Matt said this before the show, is that he, Matt saw the letter from Trump before any news outlet had it. That means Trump put this statement out while the FBI was at his house. Which is odd. I think he wasn't home really, either, and he wasn't home. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. See, I didn't know that. There's, no. there's new. Inf- it's, it's just breaking, so not a lot of information. But as we said before, uh, people are freaking out. Uh, I texted my mom immediately because she loves Fox News. She watches it all the time, and I said, "What do you think about this, Mom?" She was like, "I'm so pissed off," and I was like, "Yeah, a lot of people are gonna be pissed off." And she was like, "I know, I'm one of them." You know, I love my mom. She doesn't actually talk like that, but <laughs> sorry, mom, <laughs> if you listen to this. But no, it's. I think it's going to. Um, I, as we said before, the timing of all these events are weird. This is a, an October surprise action you might take, much like we saw with Roe versus Wade. The the uh, leak came out like a month before the decision, and then uh, you know panic ensued. Uh, so I think this is just you know shots going back and forth between the the two uh, political parties. Even though we we people like us know that just one party, uh, they're on the same team. Um. But it's interesting that these blows, as Matt said, it's, the, the timing doesn't make any sense. It's it's super odd. You'd think they would wait a little closer to the election, but that just means they have more up their sleeve. If this is gonna, if this starts now, in five weeks, shit's gonna get nuts. So I just heard about this as we came onto the show. So I know nothing about this. Like, what what was the reasoning for them even raiding the house in the first place? It said that the FBI said they were looking for confidential records, classified, classified, classified documents. Records. Now, yes. what's interesting is, couldn't Trump just declassify him as president? You know, well, like and that's he still <laughs> has a security clearance. So yeah, no, they're... and that's that's the whole thing. It's like it's a big show, guys. Don't yeah. don't yeah. get wrapped up in this. This is another one of those. What are they trying to do, and what are they going to keep doing through twenty twenty four? They're going to try and prevent Trump from running, and and that's the whole distraction. Is is it's going to be you know January sixth trial didn't work, right? That failed miserably. They tried that whole production didn't do anything prime didn't time anything. baby and that was basically the third impeachment of trump and now they're going to keep doing things like this you know and and they're going to try and get and what does it do it pisses the right off and they they fall for the bait every time like oh look they're gonna do this is this is another wiener laptop this is another hunter biden laptop it's a giant nothing burger there's going to be a whole lot of rumors about what's in those boxes and why did trump have it and how did they get in his place but it's 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 nothing. a look over here that's what's going on same yeah. with anything else it's they try to make it because considering- what did they just pass by the way and that's another you just brought that to mind shane what did they mm-hmm. just pass 700 billion dollars spending Right. The inflation tax oh, for the green bill reduction. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a great distraction to get people's eyes off the fact that they, you know, are increasing our taxes when they say they're going to and they're doing nothing to touch the inflation. And, and I'm pretty sure they'll be passing a gun bill next week. Um, yeah, it's it, I mean, again, 
Go ahead, Shane. Sorry to interrupt, oh, but this is a giant no. distraction. That's what, the way I see it. I was going to say, if they're all playing on the same team and considering he already had a statement written when they were there or beforehand, like who's to say he didn't already know this was happening on purpose and they weren't playing it out on purpose, but again, they can make something go on in the shadows while this is the forefront and he was fully aware this was about to happen, you know? Hmm. Yeah. yeah, man. Absolutely. It, I mean, that's... They did say his uh, safe was empty because in that, you know, statement he said, they even raided my safe, but then people are saying the safe was empty. I don't know, dude. I, I agree. I think it's a bunch of a bunch of malarkey, uh, to quote Joe Biden. Is he the guy who says malarkey? Is that right? Am I getting my politi- old old white dudes mixed up? <laughs> um, <laughs> I want to see what QAnon's going to say about this, to be honest. And I know that that's is not he, what you call still it. Talking? They're already cut, co- dude. The, the well, maybe not Q himself, but the Q tards are out and about already, saying like it's happening. The storm is upon us, all this stuff. It's like, oh, my God, we already had the storm. You guys remember watching the Capitol get, uh, you know, stormed on the 6th? I was watching it on InfoWars. The headlines were storm, like storm, 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 storm. And so people were like, oh, this is the storm. Yeah. Like, it was was ridiculous how they how they worded it. They did that like 20 other times, too, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Subliminal. People hear the word enough and they start believing it. So what do you think about it, Ryan? Do you think it's it's anything legitimate or? No, I mean, I think that it's 100% something contrived, but I hate just saying that it's chaos. I, I, I you know, I, I want to figure out what this agenda is, but they're so good at this that it's tough to know what the real reasoning behind it would be. Because, you know, a lot of people are familiar with that term chaos magic, right? So what is this? What What is the real reason? That they're doing this again. I, I think it was you, Matt, that brought up the timing, it, how interesting the timing is. Um, it's almost like everything is kind of kicked forward a month or two. Are we going to get to elections fair and square? Are they going to do the elections? I've been saying this since 2020, so I, you know, that it's very interesting. I don't there. I for sure don't think there's going to be a 2024 election. And I've been hesitant about 2022. I don't think they're going to let it happen. Um, maybe so but what, certainly not what can they possibly stir up though that could prevent it because i America. already got one mail-in ballot request <laughs> unsolicited that'll be the start of world war three and then they'll have to keep the same person in power while they run through world war three and then it'll just gonna, play off from there <laughs> at this point man like i used to laugh at this but like and, and you it may be your instinct to laugh at this too but like you know just maybe think about it i it would not be surprising to me if they nuked a fucking city or if they massively bombed a We've city been, here in the United States. I know it sounds crazy. Dude, they've been they've been talking me. about it though. There was a, been, a and I don't know if it's satire or not, but there was a commercial in New York about that, about being prepared for a nuclear strike. And you know, other places have said, you know, make sure you have your go bags ready and things like that. So and, and people have been, you know. I think these videos are geared towards people like us, you know, who are in tune to the kind of this stuff. But there was one I've seen several videos about, uh, oh, my my brother's in the National Guard. He's saying they've been loading ordnance onto trucks in the dead of night without night vision. You know, they don't even know what they're loading. And, the, you know, this happening in this city and that city. I don't know if you guys have seen any of those videos going around, but but those are going around, too. I think just if anything, just stir up. See, but those are like, Kyle, those are like the 2020 videos of the the Mm -hmm. trains with tanks on them or or the Mm -hmm. UN vehicles being moved around and shit like that, that they were like, you know, it was all just fear porn. And that's but but Brian's right about the or maybe you said it about the the New York City, like emergency preparedness, public service announcement about getting nuked. It's like, 
uh, stay inside. Uh, make sure you go to the center. It's like you guys are fucked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so look, much. come on. Can you can you guys read that? That I'm I'm, I'm going to talk about this with ghosts, and it's this it is going to come out. This is the back of a truck. Disaster responder delivering, right? Or disaster hope. response delivering. This Responding is going delivering hope. They're delivering hope, Ryan. It's good. <laughs> yeah, of course it is, and and you can also see it's a gem, right? Um, so I mean, there, this is on the way to New York City, supposedly this truck. So, <laughs> and there's, monkey, is it for monkeypox? Who knows? But again, we're going to talk about this more. Uh, Ghost and I are on his uh, news show that he's doing. He saw this and he took that picture and he sent it to me. And then he's also uh, told other people, uh, or I'm sorry, other people have told him that they've seen in New York City or heading towards New York City. I think this is I 80, maybe. Um, let me double check what this is. So yeah, he I, saw that truck and sent you that picture. I 80. What? The ghost saw that truck and snapped that picture. Yeah. And he sent it to me in a text. Yeah. Oh, and he's wow. he's in uh, Pennsylvania. And, and yeah, this is, again, I 80 eastbound. That's heading right into New York. Dude, I don't know. I've always now, hey, I, you know, I've, I've would been thinking it surprise th you if they did something in New York again. I mean, they did it 20 years ago. I was no, going to say. I'm going to take a wild guess and assume that they're going to hit somewhere in the middle of the United States if they're going to do it because they wouldn't hit Los Angeles. I don't know if they'll hit New York again. I think they're going to try to hit like a central what? city to try to make it seem like it scares people more that it's not just the coast that are in danger, but like the center of the United States. But I don't think they could justify something getting that far inland. No, yeah, that would have to be another that would be another Austin. OKC, you know, and and. That's that was my happening. best guess was further I was in Austin. the country you go, the more domestic, you know, they, then they could blame it more on like domestic things. <laughs> you know what I mean? But on a coast, it's easy to blame on a, a terrorist or how uh, far is Austin from the Gulf of Mexico, man? It's actually it's like three hours. It's quite a ways. It's, it's quite a ways. like Houston. Galveston, Galveston and Houston are right there, though. Yeah. But How's an ICBM, though? How long is an ICBM going to take to get there? Especially with this incompetent. <laughs> uh, are, we, are we going back? What are those things called? The ones that are in the. Uh, in the trailers that the movie oh no no missiles. no the inter intercontinental intercontinental ballistic missile is what an icbm is it's not the uh the the uh what are those have, the shipping container missiles that's yeah not what those are. i forgot what they those do are have called. truck mounted icbms though you see russia driving those fuckers around all the time sure uh, but i mean look at this so we have this conflict going on with china right now too right they've cut off communications with the white house so uh and this has been supposedly like a I mean, they're setting the stage, it seems, right? They're, they're I mean, saying that the communication between China and the White House has been there to avoid a mishap, right? I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm saying it would not surprise me. Nothing should surprise anyone. And, you know, fucking, you know, have a little extra water, I think. It never hurts. I, I'm not, uh, you know, sponsored by my Patriot Supply because I think that they're grifters. But, you know, like, dude, it's it's just getting it's getting real shady right now, man. It's getting fucking weird. And these it's people are shady. desperate. It's been shady, dude. And I think we're I think everything that we've touched on, it's, you know, all these things happening. It's just accelerate. I mean, Art Bell talked about this in the 90s, dude, like the acceleration, you know, the uh, the quickening, you know, things. And that's I think it started in the 90s and it's just getting faster, 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 faster. And uh, it you, it shouldn't surprise us if they pull something, dude. It should not surprise us. You know yeah. what I mean? It's a new generation now. A new 9-11 might be, uh, you know, think about what happened to our freedoms back then. You know, we got new, we got the Zoomers. We got to take care of them, make sure that they suck on the teat of daddy government. Um, yeah, so I, I, I think uh, Brian's right. I think it could be a, a major city on, on the East or West Coast. You'd think if it was like they were going to blame China, it'd be on the West Coast, though. I don't know. 
Maybe yeah, San I was Diego. Be maybe more they, tech. Not San Diego, San Francisco. Maybe they nuke it to get rid of the the monkeypox. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, I could definitely see that. Pull it like a classic Simpson thing where they drop the dome and then blow it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm actually concerned that it would be more like a Texas, especially like you know not not where you're at. Hopefully, Kyle. But well, man. I'm I'm 30 minutes from a nuclear weapons facility, so. See, I was thinking about- with Texas, they could always bring something. If they were going to make China the enemy, they could always bring something in on a shipping container that's possibly explosive and then use that as an excuse to bring it right into somewhere in Texas. Well, and who's in cahoots with China that's directly to the south? The cartels are absolutely funded. Well, they're also by funded by the CIA, so don't kid yourself. Hey, man, the CIA is tied in with China, too. You know? I was oh, going to yeah, say, absolutely. the CIA would absolutely. be involved in blowing anything up in the United States. Yeah, Come on and out. that's what I was going to say. When have they not been? You it's going to be one of the three-letter agencies that, that runs this plot. <laughs> I was going to say, hey, never, never leave out the wild card. Broward County cannot be ignored. Dude, Where's for that? the record, I know this is kind of like a, a total sidestep, but it kind of has something to do with this. Um, I posted on Instagram a little thing like just to advertise, you know, like, hey, you know, released a, a Black Magic episode about, you know, Black Magic in the government and blah, blah, blah. And dude, Instagram took that post down. I was talking the post before that. I was talking shit about Nancy Pelosi starting World War Three. That post is still up. But Black Magic in the government, Instagram removed. Dude, I got a strike. OK, a strike for not saying the word Hitler or anything. Some dude wrote a post about something about Hitler killing a bunch of Jews or or, or doing something to Jews. And I said, yeah. And he he didn't like a certain brand of them. And I got a a strike and the post got removed. So it's Nazi stuff. Yeah, because they, well, it wasn't even a, well, it was a hit. It was a, a post about Jews, basically. I didn't mention Jews though. Maybe it was like Rudolf Hess and yeah, the astrology so weird, and man. Stuff. Instagram's all over the place. And then I went to appeal it, right? And that's the best part about Instagram. When you go to appeal, you look and and they tell you blatantly only some of the appeals will even be looked at. Of and course. it's like, oh, okay. Why am I even going to submit this? So you submit it, and then within like five minutes, you get a you get a response that it's right. been rejected. Yeah. Yeah, man. No, I, dude, I still like Instagram, man. And and you got to kind of understand a little bit. It, it is their platform. I think it is shitty how they they it's so one sided. No, but you know what worse. the kicker is, right? It's still up on other people's pages. Ah, what is? I reposted it from someone else and it's still on other that po- that same post is oh. on other people's pages, but it got taken down on mine is what I'm saying. I wonder I, if you got a hater. That's the you weird might have gotten reported. That's I was I, gonna say that, or maybe it's the quantity of like how many followers you have, or they don't really watch like smaller accounts, but your account has you know a lot of followers to it. No idea. I mean, I don't even have that. I, I bet you the guy I took it from has a lot more than I do. Mm. You might have a hater, dude. You might yeah, have that's what I know. But that's what I'm saying. It's just it's so strange, you know. And with the way language is being twisted, and I got into this in my, uh, you know, the Jim Mars was talking about this shit back in, you know early 2000s that forthright they're they're playing with all the words they were playing with words back then you know and political correctness and all that shit and it's it's come to fruition man and now we're dealing with it and you laugh because it's like you think about idiocracy and and shit Mm -hmm. like that and it's coming to fruition you're starting to see like walmart towns come back you know um all these little uh corporate towns are coming back where the you know the 
the company basically buys all the land in the town and runs it. Yeah, dude. Okay. I think... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 go, go ahead. ahead. I was going to change the subject. You go ahead. Uh, well, I'm kind of changing the subject a little bit too, but, you know, but to tie it into idiocracy, how far out, out do you think uh, like squid games in real life is like, like real life TV shows where people are actually dying if they don't fucking complete the goal because TV is dying. Netflix is fucked. They're doing yeah. a, a show called Is It Is It Cake? It's it's literally like they're doing like the thing that. where it's like, I like, I like that. Well, show. think about Idiocracy. <laughs> what was the number one movie? It's in so impressive. It was just ass, right? Ass. And it was an hour and a half of the guy's ass. And <laughs> that's, think- where, that's where we're getting to with this. I mean, watch watch it get sucked into tiktok and watch some of those videos well, have yeah, you i think seen... squid games is already happening honestly but like not on normal people's television it would be like on elitist tv you know what i'm saying oh they hunt us I'm they sure. do it anyway yeah well, they... dude so look in russia they're doing three i think it was 300 versus 300 boxing matches mm. and it's just literally out in a field it's a team of 300 <laughs> this started back in like the like 2010s it was called the tfc the team fighting championship yes ever remember seen it, dude? they did oh, it in ufc rings with like three on three and stuff right and i I've saw seen those five but on five doing- oh my god dude it was crazy because if you get one guy down then yeah, they're just start ganging up ganging up dude the shortest fights i've ever seen but they're so again i will see 300 i want to see will, that <laughs> this will be my clip then I'll, uh, because i i didn't even have a clip ready but yeah uh bullshit for a second i'll find this okay, here on instagram so i'll just say in kind of regards to what y'all were talking about idiocracy and stuff i don't know if y'all been keeping up with uh adam curry no agenda and mo facts the the topics they've been touching on there it's uh, a lot of eugenics slash what they're calling dysgenics and it's basically the 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 uh, preface of idiocracy that the the dumb people are breeding more and more and more and the smart people are you know they're too logical about their thinking they're like oh you know we need to wait till the the money's right and this like that and then they never have kids so the dumb people are outbreeding the smart people which is kind of the opposite of what eugenics is and so i think we're i think soon we're going to see a, a reemergence of eugenics movement in uh the western world i think it's already happening um, just not out, out as far out in the open as it is. But do you have that clip, Ryan? Oh, sorry. I do. I do actually. Let's do um, it. Three hundred okay. on three hundred. I I got to see. Fuck it. yeah! And, and yeah, I, I missed. Spoke. <laughs> it's six hundred on six hundred. <laughs> oh shit! And this is sent this to us is by a, our, like a medieval a battle match. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, it's sent to us by our good friends in this conspiracy. Yeah, they just got there and all these people just fight. The yellow versus black. Oh. Oh. <laughs> these guys get laid out. It's great. <laughs> I mean, some people have head here. <laughs> guys are kicking guys kneeing guys when they're down dude this is like uh this is man from the northmen or something like that like yeah right what they call a truce timeout what is this in the period 
Talk about a good way to like let the collective rage out. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. I mean, I, I don't I don't see a problem with it, but I think like if they're doing that kind of shit in Russia and like they'll do things where like a massively fat obese dude will fight a chick or like an old man, like two old men will fight like a, a pretty strong woman. Like I've seen like a, a fucking grandson and a grandpa fight a, a dude like it's just weird. The, the fight leagues that they have over there and um, they're ahead with the kind of those like weird games that they do. Like Japan's dude, game shows are super obscure. They're more sexual though. They're not violent, right? Yeah, I would say yeah. Russia's all just people beating the shit out of each other. Yeah, hey, it's a culture, man. It's a culture, yeah. and it'll be interesting to see how that goes. I mean, what's going to come here first, sex or violence? I would, I would say probably violence. It's going to be a mix of both. Come on, now we're America. That's true. Going to have a bunch of half naked girls beating the shit out of each other in a field. Uh, that's already a thing. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's the lingerie football league. <laughs> yeah, I was just and, about uh, to say that. Too. It is phenomenal. <laughs> so check that out. It's it is uh, fun. Opposite the Puppy Bowl on Super Bowl Sunday. I Just, do like the Puppy Bowl, though. Puppy Bowl. See, I, I think that's something we can all get behind. Matt, what do you got here? What are you showing us? What the fuck? What, what we have here is our savior, apparently, Kendrick Lamar. Listen to this, guys. He, he, he teamed with Tiffany and company to create a Crown of Thorns replica that was made with over 8,000 diamonds and 50 thorns of varying shapes. And it's made in a cobblestone pattern. Okay. And uh, what's it made out of? Now, let's let's take a look at this. Seems like a very Kanye thing to do. Yeah, huh? Who's passing the torch? So they're meant, this is like the whole process of making of the crown of thorns. How, like, sacrilegious Oh, doing and if you tell me that there's not an attack on Christianity, yep. I'll say, hey, 3D printers. Yep, that's how they do it. Yep. They just took all their old shitty diamonds. Yeah. <laughs> Mind you, diamonds value is fake anyway. I can make this in my prop shot in like eight hours. Make it look the same. Yeah, it looks like shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it looks like shit, dude. Like, look That's at that shit. thing. It looks like like a poorly decorated like. It's bedazzled, dude. <laughs> yeah, just, not I don't, shit. They I don't get printed it. Printed the mold and then bedazzled the shit out of it. <laughs> How much is that thing going for? That's what I was wondering. I could not find a price because it's a one of a kind. And they didn't even give like a value, estimated value of it. Because, yeah, I mean, yeah, look at those diamonds. They look like shit. <laughs> okay, so who do we think is going to buy it? They said cobblestone pattern, Kanye. which means it's shit. No, I think isn't Kendrick Lamar going to just wear it? Isn't like his? Yeah. Wear? Yeah, he's I supposed to wear it. Uh, is, and then he's going to sell it? I don't know. He probably paid for it, if I had to guess. He probably paid Tiffany's to do it. Ah, uh, man, I probably just, yeah, who knows? Maybe him or his record label. Someone should make a cardboard one with cardboard and rhinestones. And see, like, <laughs> just to fuck around. That's going to be I, my Halloween costume this I year. Bet on the 3D printing, <laughs> I bet on the 3D printing websites, the, um, a replica of that will be up. When it's up, I'll 3D print it and bedazzle it, and I'll give each of you one. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Be my Halloween costume, like you were saying. Yeah, I'm just in, man. Black I'm in. Kendrick Lamar 
with the crown of uh, bedazzled crown of thorns. Um, it's like okay, gay, so I think he's going for like a gay Jesus. You know? So let's see. Yeah, hood Jesus. Oh, that's a great. If you're going gay Jesus, speaking of gay Jesus, Kanye, we cannot forget. We remind me. We got to get to Kim and Pete. Oh, do we? Do we? Well, because I think we I want to start a little pool. Who's who's the next victim? Who's going to get laid pipe by that Pringles can of Pete? Because she's like she's like the handler, right? She was Kanye's handler. She who's her next victim? Yeah. Skeet's next victim. Let's see. You got to think of another opposite. So we got a black dude. We got a tall, skinny white guy. Got to be an athlete. I'm thinking. Yeah, it's got to be a different race or something, too. She got oh, hit one of these type. What if she goes for a woman? Ooh, there you go, dude. She would lit- that would literally destroy the internet if she. Imagine AOC and Kim K. Boom. Big booty Latina, yeah. The internet Fuck. might explode. Hey man, she's she's fucking president. That's how Kim, uh, fucking Kim Kardashian becomes like uh you know like the first lady. Yeah, dude. <laughs> she marries AOC. <laughs> or or hear me out, Stacey Abrams. Oh, that's dude. <laughs> or. It'll be Jim Carrey, and she'll pull him back into being normal again. Maybe. Fuck them all up. If she does Stacey <laughs> Abrams, I think, like, that's going to be the best for her, like, ESG score. You know what I mean? Like, she'll get a lot of carbon <laughs> credits for her private jet. If she does that, because you know what I mean? It's like, because it, she checks all the boxes, so she gets a pass on her ESG score. You know what I mean? Just like any Maybe Dan company. Crenshaw, Pete Buttigieg. She turns him oh. straight. Who knows? Elon Musk. There. Elon, oh, Elon Musk. Oh, Elon Musk. Oh, you already did Amber Elon Heard. Musk fucks some of the ridic- most ridiculous whores in Hollywood, and I don't know how. Um, so I think, yeah, Elon Musk. He's the biggest I, chest in the game, dude. I think that picture is <laughs> Photoshopped, dude, because I saw Oh, no, his dad was shitting on him. His dad was shitting on him? Oh, yeah. The, the, well, the dad who knocked up his stepdaughter. Um, yeah. Wait, who? <laughs> Elon Musk? Who are we talking about? Yeah, Elon Musk's father. Had a child with his stepdaughter. What the fuck? Yeah, that. this is new information, man. Yeah, you, that must have happened while you were gone. But anyway, and after that picture came out of Elon with his shirt off, his dad was shitting on him that he needs to get on a serious diet and needs to lose some weight because he looks awful. Huh? <laughs> I thought that photo was like was I wouldn't fuck child. him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm putting my money on Elon Musk. I think that's a good bet. That's good, but that's not weird enough. I'm going to go AOC or maybe like Ilhan Omar just because I want to see it. Jeff Bezos. Uh, uh, he's already ha- kind of happily taken. Yeah. yeah. But gotta she's got to get linked in with somebody that's doing the space stuff, though. That's what I feel like is going to happen because she's got to go to the next level to just start fucking with people. Richard Branson. Oh. oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the old silver fox. <laughs> yeah do you know i think that it's a good point that it might be a chick that's pretty good um that's the only thing that she really hasn't done high profile because if someone like her goes lesbian i think that it really does uh push that agenda big time they're 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 cr- like what? creators of culture there, that family man like that's why everyone likes fat asses now um that's why uh you know all these i, I think that it, they've really kind of like pushed that that spirituality that i talk so much shit on they push a lot of that Luciferian agenda stuff. If you, because I've actually seen quite a few other shows, mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah the dude, checkerboard it's... entrance to their house, nothing yeah, to see here. Well, I yeah. will say though, I'm glad you brought this up, Ryan, uh, because uh, that was kind of 
you what my my next topic was going to be. I don't have a video for it, but have you guys noticed the trend? Uh, I think monkeypox has kind of ushered it in, and also the whole groomer can't say groomer kind of thing. Uh, the last few days on Twitter, it's been trending. Uh, you know, uh, drop the L from LGBT, LGBT no, you know, LGB drop the T. Uh, the L's are trying to leave the LGBT. I mean. There's a, a huge amount of infighting in the LGBTQIAA plus community. Uh, and I think it's because the, the LGBs are not happy with how the T's are treating them because by the T's logic, and it's not even necessarily the T's themselves. It's the woke so people confusing. that support them. Uh, <laughs> sorry, dude. It'll make sense in a second. But I, the, the logic is from not just the T's themselves, but the the woke people that support them, that if you as a as a gay man won't date a trans person, then you're transphobic, even though you're part of our group as a gay man. Oh, yeah. You're not gay enough. Yeah, you're not exactly. gay enough because yeah. you won't bang. And that's already happening. And if you're a lesbian and you won't date a trans person who has a dick, then you're transphobic. And it's like. Why they're gay because they like dick, they're lesbian because they like pussy. It's that, you know what I mean? It, it's so it's uh, they've divided and now they're subdividing, right? Even further. So I think that someone's going to get kicked out of the LGBTQ very soon. I think it's, it would be ironic if they all, all, all the ones that are just normal gay, like whatever you want to call it, gay, hop onto our side and then they all turn into fighting the trans community also they already are i think that's the been the biggest uh, didn't you hear that that was where the t's were against the q's and the b's and mm-hmm. hey maybe everybody's had enough now that they're adding uh what's it called the uh t's. The are attracted t's, yeah the i what? think what's gonna happen oh yeah but nobody yeah. wants to be involved as soon as you add the minor attracted <laughs> yeah the maps yeah no i think what's gonna happen before anyone gets kicked out is they'll create some sort of sigil that represents all those people it won't. It won't be like the LGBT. What'd you call it, Kyle? It's, LGBT, you nailed it. QIA plus. Uh, there's more too, but that's the that was the most recent the no formal more. name. Okay, so LGBT, I think that that's gonna I, that's I, gonna turn into some sort of sigil, and I think that it'll be it'll be kind of like the artist formerly referred to as Prince, right? How he <laughs> he went by a symbol. It, yeah. It'll be that same thing. I think that they'll be like, yeah, it's it, and it'll be they've, some made up word that the symbol will represent with the, with, the, with the rainbow the rainbow symbol, and then the new progressive flag which is uh the rainbow is a small they've made the rainbow a small part of this flag and then the trans flag and the the is much bigger and they've lumped in uh people of color into that as well which if you look at it broadly people of color tend to not uh vibe very much with the with the lgbtqia plus community uh (laughs) so they've uh included uh black and brown people in the rainbow and then this new flag, I don't know if you've seen it, it came out this Pride Month. It's like majority trans. And then the, the the rainbow with the black and brown stripes is a very small feature on the flag. So I think they've, they're pushing them out. But somehow they lumped in the people of color as well. It's very odd what's happening. Um, and I think uh, we're going to see the repercussions of it. I agree. Interesting. Hey, it might not be a bad thing, though, because then if there's more people on this side, then we can push that whole wokeism agenda out of schools and shit. Way I think it's happening, dude. I think people are are kind of tired of it, dude. People have been moving and uh, joint getting more involved. I mean, not to bring your kid into this map, but you have a kid. Are you involved with the school board at all? Or have you have you been trying to are, are they pushing that kind of crap in where you're at? Oh, no, no. My my son goes to a real his his entire grade is like 16 17 kids 
Oh, so small school. Okay. We are in a really small, you know, it's it's a mix of liberal and conservative people out here because but he's know, actually learning shit. And oh yeah, no, 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 they're not, they're not pushing, and that's what I, yeah, that's what I'm kind of saying. But the crazy part is, a town or two around us, there's some crazy shit being taught. You know, you get over into you know some of these very very liberal areas, and there's a different curriculum that's getting pushed, and it's not mainly at the elementary age, but you're seeing it more in the middle school and high school. Mm-hmm. Dude, there's a story that happened a couple of cities over from where I live. That's a very progressive city, to say the least, and they were putting litter boxes in the bathrooms at the schools. And the kids were complaining about it. So the parents brought it up at a PTO meeting. The school completely denied all of it. We don't have litter boxes, anything like that. And then the kids were identifying as cats. Yep. yep. And then the next thing that came out was that the school lied to the teachers and pretty much, or not lied to the teachers, but lied to the parents and got rid of them as soon as that meeting happened because they were there. And that was a whole other thing that popped out. So like, it's fucking happening. It's like, this is the insanity of it. There's kids who are are meowing. (laughs) now because they associate as cats and it's like guys at what point do we stop with the nonsense because that's what it is you know i I mean a pushback though have you seen that uh viral tiktok of this teacher she's like a middle school teacher and she's like i my kids were misgendering me so i you know trying to combat their ignorance i asked them what their pronouns were and they responded with rock and banana and then she's (laughs) freaking out on tiktok like are they just messing with me? Do I actually call them rock and banana? It's like, yeah, dumb bitch. They're fucking with you because they know you're nuts. Um, I, I think the best hey, way. Yeah, exactly. And that, that goes to the saying, you can have your pronouns, but give me the adjectives. Hey, I want you to call me by Martin, my adjectives. Martin handsome. Uh, yep. I think pronoun. <laughs> I think I want to be identified as like uh, an Autobot, like a Megatron type uh, character. And so uh, you refer to me as a big metal robot who turns into a car. And my, my adjectives and all of that, you get to choose what I, I get to choose what those are. So uh, dude, real fucking soon. I think a teacher's going to shoot up a fucking school, dude. Honestly. Yeah. Have you seen them all? They're all fucking insane. Now they're all the people that can't have kids. They all got like the buzz hair, pink hair, fucking piercings all over their oh, face um, and shit like that. And that's who's teaching the youth. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, you know what it is too. It's not, um, you know, like the t- talking about, you know, revolting, uh, you know, the, the LGBTQ, whatever community going against the OGs of that community, which let's be real. It's the lesbians. I mean, the lesbians, I, they're referred to as like the Marines of the, the gay community or the weird. Some would say bulls. The bull yeah, they're the bulls. I mean, they go in yeah. there and they fucking they they set up the lesbians will go into a basic rundown area and they'll set up a lesbian bar and then people will start going there. And then like that's when shit gets gentrified. Like I said, it's they're the Marines. They go in first and they they change the area. So they're going to probably get kicked out first realistically. But it's not about that. I think what's going on is similar to the Hunger Games, where a lot of us are going to be very, very similar well, you know, most of us out here are, are already pretty like, quote unquote, normal. Right. But these people at the highest levels of society will dress like dogs, like that fucking dude in Biden's cabinet. Right. With the shades. He does the puppy play. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, what's her name? The 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 cardinal or whatever the fuck what the, the lieutenant general or whatever. The, what's that chick name? The the dude. The he she one. She's yes. an admiral. Admiral. Uh, excuse me. I'm Honorary sorry. Honorary admiral. What's the, what the hell's its name? Health, <laughs> the assistant health secretary. 
and she looks uh, healthy or he looks healthy whatever it is uh, yeah yeah so you're so, saying I mean, it's going to be like the hunger games where the capital city is so obscure and weird and their culture is all weird messed up and then the the rest of the districts or whatever are just yeah. trying to fucking eat you know what i mean they're they trying to eat and they're, they don't care about the gender identity it's going to be the elite that are saying you guys care about gender identity but meanwhile we're all just down here working you know feeding our families uh trying to get ahead trying to enjoy our lives but these people have no problems and they never have and so they sit there and they try and project problems onto us that is all going to be appearance because you also have to keep in mind what they think of as diversity is a bunch of people that look differently but all think the exact same way mm -hmm. that's diversity to them so they're they're all just they're they're i mean you see it it's already going on but i think that will be the way that society works this tiny population that runs society that's freakish right i mean biden is already freakish kamala harris is freakish the the cabinet is freakish you know we're all fucking you, normal still you can take a level up to and go to the you know let's say the people that pull the strings the council of uh foreign relations the committee 300 the whatever are these secret societies you know the fucking bohemian grove Bilderbergs, fucking, yeah. yeah fucking weirdos you know what i mean they burn a fucking effigy in the woods and then they all fuck each other uh you know in the hotel it's like we just want to fucking you know raise our family and, and not starve to death and and make a good living and go on vacation once a year it's like <laughs> yeah i'm down with the bonfire i'm down with the drinking i'm down with getting a little bit weird but let's not pretend that we're sacrificing a child to an owl god that is referenced in like fucking babylonian <laughs> like, times and then go and fucking swing i mean like this is the whole thing dude like you know looking into like how wicca started like the religion of wicca i mean this was a dude with a fart fetish that that wanted to be I, i'm not even kidding he had a fart fetish and he wanted to fucking be naked around other women and just hang out in the woods that's freakish behavior back then now we call it a fetish there's a term for it right it's normalized to a sense so dude i mean again you know i've said it many times like the whole acceptance and the promotion of homosexuality is dangerous dude I'm not saying that you can't be gay and you can't go and fuck your boyfriend if you're a dude behind closed doors. But man, I think that like the OG 80s gay guys and the 70s gay guys, they liked being kind of outcasts of society. They didn't really necessarily care if you called them a faggot when they were walking down the street. It maybe it hurt their feelings, but they weren't out there and crying about it. They'd just be like, oh, these assholes don't get it, you know, and they'd go home and then they'd fuck each other's brains out. That's fine. But dude, Tougher you're not. <laughs> what they it's suffer gays yeah these millennial gays can't keep it together you know what i mean those old yeah, they'll OG cry and they'll break down in the street if you even say like dude watch out like and you're like oh my god he called me a dude yeah i mean yeah. in all fairness go back to even like the 90s movie gays where they go into like the biker bar places and shit those are some pretty tough gays <laughs> yeah man that's what i'm saying i mean dude there's some gay dudes that'll beat my ass you know what i mean right. but they're all they're all older than and me. eat your ass too they'll do all of it <laughs> Yeah, hey, I'll, I'll, take, I'll take the former. Trust me. I'd rather get my ass kicked than my ass eaten by a dude. By a girl, it's okay. But yeah, no, it's it's definitely weird. Yeah, that's that gay that, if you don't make eye contact. Okay. I would disagree. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Easy there. Easy there. Hey, you don't know if you're gay until you suck a dick. So I guess I don't know if I'm gay or not. Unless it's for it's $20, because come on now, $20 is $20. <laughs> Dude, you know what, man? We hey, were having a this cocksucker, always a cocksucker. <laughs> yeah, you can paint, you can paint 20 houses, right? You can paint a bunch of houses 
and you're not necessarily a house painter if you work at somewhere else but if you suck one dick you're gay it's just it's takes fun. someone dude me and my family were talking about this last night i have a sister that's 18 right she just graduated high school and we were sitting there her boyfriend's over and i don't know how it came up but i was like dude i would definitely do a gay porn for 10 million dollars right <laughs> what <laughs> i said that and my, that and my a picture received though dinner at the dean's and we're just yeah dude, <laughs> dude we talk about some funny shit man it's a fun conversation Thanks we could have a nice podcast must be my, my question is for that money are you gonna pitch or receive though it doesn't matter man and i don't think it matters to any of you guys either it's 10 million dollars and I, I was i was literally having this conversation because my sister's boyfriend i think he was a little embarrassed but we were sitting there it's and like sister, that much i'd do it for a million yeah, yeah no well dude i would probably do it for a million too most of us probably haven't made a million dollars in our lifetimes yet maybe matt you have you're a little older oh, dude matt. i've been working for 20 years i hope i have if you're making fifty thousand dollars untaxed for fucking 20 years then you've made a million dollars think about that right there you go and, and then to quantify that a little further you you haven't lived a billion seconds until you're 32 years old so a billion dollars is a lot of fucking money man so, so a million dollars of 20 for 20 minutes versus a million dollars over 20 years. I take the 20 minutes no matter what it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You could cut off my fucking foot for a million dollars probably. Oh, I'll yeah. tell you that right now. Modern, okay. not modern technology, dude. Yeah. Do you you Oscar Pistorius. I don't know. But I mean, you know, I don't even know who that is. So I'm going to take it <laughs> as an insult. That's that. No, no, no. That's that <laughs> South, South African guy that they let in the Olympics and he had a fake leg. And then oh, he the, blade, up, the blade runner blade runner. And then he ended uh, up shooting his girlfriend. <laughs> oh shit. No, I don't want to do that, but no, I, man, it's just <laughs> not, not, I wasn't going that far. I was talking about the blade runner part. <laughs> okay. No. Yeah. I mean, you know, and it's funny because my sister was the, was the second one. Cause like everyone was kind of like taken back. And then my sister was like, yeah, you know what? I would probably too. And then my mom's like, see, like looks over at my dad and she's like, see how you raise these two. And, and, and like my sister's like, yeah, you raised us to like put importance on like money. And like, you know, it's fucking dude, as much as people want to act like money doesn't matter, dude, money's going to solve a lot of your fucking problems. And so like, it's just funny to think about like, uh, okay. You know, so I now know. I got a scenario for you. Oh, no. okay. you, you do this wonderful gay porn, you get your $10 million the next day, those dollars turn into Deutschmarks and you can wipe your ass and they're worth nothing. He's going to need to wipe his ass. So what are we playing games here? I mean, come on. I, I don't think that I'm literally going <laughs> to make this porn at the end of the American empire. But that's I'm what I'm, I'm just playing. I'm, th I'm, I'm throwing out a scenario there because we are we're not too far off from the dollar being useless. Sure. And okay, 10 million you, you go and do this you now and then you get your 10 million. And at that point, the dollar collapses. Now you're stuck with the rest of your life of doing that and you've got nothing to show for it. Well, and my, my sister's boyfriend's obviously 18 too. And he was like shaking his head and I was like, okay, what about a hundred Bitcoin? You know, <laughs> I mean, it's like, come on, dude. Like what, you know, whatever $10 million is worth, dude. I think anyone would fucking do that, man. I think anyone would do it. And, and I would really challenge any of you guys. If you said that you wouldn't, Kyle's nodding his head. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm thinking, okay, we're all probably gay, but, you know, it, in that situation, <laughs> I'd do it. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, 100%. Because, as, you know, going back to what you said, you know, you suck one dick, you're a dick sucker for the rest of your life. So you suck one dick for $10 million, then you're a fucking gay whore. You're um, a millionaire. But I'm a rich gay whore. A yeah, rich. you're a millionaire <laughs> cocksucker. Uh, <laughs> just like... 
Hey, bringing it back to Kim K. There you go. <laughs> oh god. Aren't but we is all it worse dicks? to take it or to suck it though? Uh, it's definitely wor- Oh, you mean take it in the ass or suck a dick? Yeah, which one would honestly be worse? Because one hurts your pride more, the other one hurts you physically more. <laughs> Neither. I'm going with C, none of the above. <laughs> Final answer. I mean, dude, if I had to, man, like it, it sounds weird, but I'd probably rather suck it because, you know, you never know what's going to happen with your ass, dude. <laughs> yeah, that you pox. Know. Don't get that Ep- monkey pox. Hey, title <laughs> epi- episode, you know, t- episode title, you never know what's going to happen with your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Wear your masks. <laughs> or or a better episode title is take it or suck it question mark go. that's a podcast right there that's a podcast name take it or suck it oh god yeah oh. no it's just interesting to think about i think that that came up because someone said 20 bucks is 20 bucks so i don't know how we got here shane but. said that shane you fag um anyway uh we're all poor we're all gay um and we're, we're gonna i guess What's everybody's next? on the I, spectrum I, I, so i was just saying though i do think we should keep an eye on this whole lgb thing happening because i think we're gonna see it um crumble under its own weight i think some, some something's gonna happen within that community the community and uh I, I just keep an eye out for it it's it's coming it's coming is the metaverse still being talked about a lot nope Yes and no, because I just saw something the other day about some guy that apparently lives in the metaverse 24-7. Like he sleeps oh, in a bed. And have you guys seen the TikTok chick? That's does got she like the same a, thing? She's got a million followers. No, she does concerts, and she's she's mm. fake. She's just mm. AI. I've Dude, seen that. Yeah, I've seen that. I heard that that song, um, I, the lyrics are like, hey, this is crazy, but here's my number, so call me baby or call me oh, maybe call, or whatever. Yeah, Carly May, Ray Jepsen. Car- so, call me maybe, yeah. I heard that she's a fake person and because that song, that song right there is the first 100% generated AI generated song, the beat, yep. the lyrics, the voice, she everything Friday as well. Didn't she also do Friday, Friday, Friday? No, that was no. a different girl. That was a uh, <laughs> fuck that one. That was back when I was in high school. That was a totally different chick. That was like some like Canadian girl that uh, got famous on accident. Yeah, Ryan, I watched a video on that the other day about about how that was the first song that was ever totally AI generated. Now, I didn't get into the part that about her, but I know all the lyrics and and the beat, the music, everything. I don't know if she was fake or she was real. Do you think that they hired an actor to like play her, but it was actually like a machine that did the actual singing? Well, that's what I was trying to find out. Did she lip sync or, or was it, you know, cause like you're saying, Shane, was it a, was it just a person up there playing, playing the role and and they lip synced or was it actually a girl who sung, but when it was played on the radio, it was all the AI stuff. Hey man, they could have made an AI song. It did so well. And then they just kind of like filled in a character with it so they can make more money off of it. I mean, it's what's the difference of that than having like a ghostwriter for your songs? I mean, most pop artists these days don't write their own shit. I mean, well, what's scary about that, Kyle, is that AI is relating to humanity. And if, if that became such a hit song, they yeah. know us that well that they're able to predict our patterns that you, what's and, next. You're seeing it in art, too. Did you all see that thing about the AI? generated art about like the last selfie on earth like when the earth is oh those are fucking creepy but here's the thing why does it always end with a mushroom cloud in the background like come on Mm. really that's how humanity goes out the last person goes out with a mushroom cloud i mean that's like so what if the computers 
are smarter than they than you think they are and they're actually somehow linked to that one computer that can like see into other dimensions and shit <laughs> and it's actually pulling from actual things that happen and it just creates an image with it well i think the another big issue with it is that you know we assume we kind of put ai in this category of like oh it can't create it's not creative it can just like repeat things and make up sentences but then here it is making art and music and it's like, oh, this thing can actually make stuff. That's relatable. Have yeah. you seen the ones where uh, they ask it to draw lucid dreaming and like sleep paralysis? And it draws this like trippy ass fucking like inception looking dream scenario. Like it's weird as shit that they can even judge that. And they have no ability to dream whatsoever versus just like coming up with a language and coming up with patterns. Like that shit's weird as fuck, bro. Hmm. Yeah, it's uh, I don't trust it. I don't trust the robots. It's like on uh, the iRobot with Will Smith. The robot draws a picture that he dreamed, right? Realistically, that's probably the title of the episode right there, Matt. I don't trust the robots. I don't trust the robots. I like yeah. that. Yeah, I don't fucking <laughs> trust the robots, dude. I hate robots. You got you to double up the title and go, suck it or take it. I don't I trust, don't the, trust robots. the robots. <laughs> Sorry, dude. I keep trying to share a video. I hope that that's not me doing that. You're good. I'm going to take a piss real quick. I'll be right back. Everybody just get quiet. What are you sharing? Him. No, dude. I uh, for some reason my uh, audio is just playing. I was trying to share the um, the Kendrick Lamar thing because we're talking about the metaverse a little bit. The Kendrick Lamar video where he just disappears. Yep. And it made I showed this to my dad, and I was thinking, you know, like how many times have you been to a concert and you're not really watching that person? You're watching a hologram the whole time, right? Because this 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 technology has been experimented with a lot i mean theoretically you go to a concert and nine out of ten times you're not close enough to physically see the person anyway so you're actually watching the concert on a giant tv behind the person so yeah. just off of that you're already like paying to go to a concert to watch a giant tv yeah let me see if i can and there are because... they are known to have doubles you know that go out there especially some of these big big artists i mean it, it's crazy but yeah, since my audio is so fucked up, and I apologize about that. That's kind of shitty that it's like interrupted twice. But yeah, let me see if this will uh, just play right away. When see, I still I... got a clip too. If you guys want to get into some COVID fun in a bit. Oh, hey, I'm always down for a little fucking COVID. But yeah, check this. Uh, Kendrick Lamar disappearing in the middle of his act. <laughs> So while performing at one of his concerts yesterday night, Kendrick Lamar all of a sudden just pulled a David Copperfield and disappeared. Now my theory about all of that is that responsible. he was using a hologram the whole time and he actually wasn't there at all. Kind of spooky when you think about it, but I give him props. That was a that, that was a dope surprise. I slowed it down. Maybe you can have a look and see what's going on. Yeah, and then this thing pops up, of course. Yeah, you see how possible the floor went out and he just disappeared. That reminds me of that shit that happened with the Pope. You guys remember that video where he like turns around and disappears right by the window in the curtains? Yeah, on the balcony. Yep, I've seen that chain. I mean, that was a couple years ago too. So if they already have that technology, imagine how much more advanced it is now. And of course, they'd be using it with these celebrities and shit like that because you know if they're, you know, one clones 
and they're just kind of mentally fucked up and they're not doing what they want them to do in one particular night or just in general they're just a fucked up individual and they're not yeah doing but, what they want them but to shane do. think of the scam think of how easy it is for them they don't have to manage the person anymore right they can perform every night no issues no health issues they can go out there they're just instant money makers right that's, that's a money an episode of black mirror matt with miley cyrus and miley cyrus is a star of that and they actually like make her really big too yeah so that people way far away can see her and she's performing and they say that exact thing she never gets tired she doesn't complain she never gets sick she performs every note perfectly yeah i mean so that's it question is is it always going to be a hologram or do you think it would eventually get to a point where they don't need the celebrity and they make a ai conscious being hologram and there's never actually the existing celebrity in the first place but they create this artificial intelligence that becomes the celebrity they already have that there's a girl on instagram who is like a top artist and it's all ai her face her posts everything is computer generated and uh yeah they already have that but i thanks for playing that video again for me ryan as i was uh returning from the, the restroom um that to me that looks like a as someone who works with smoke and mirrors you know uh you know theatrical tricks looks like some sort of a mirror effect or some sort of uh hologram effect um yeah that's that looks real easy to pull off i mean they have that new uh hologram I, I i'm sure y'all holodeck seen looking thing right where you stand in it and it puts you stand on this one thing and it projects you into this like pod over here and it's yeah. re in real time i mean uh I, yeah that's entirely possible dude and jimmy uh, kimmel used that right kyle I, yeah, I saw, it was somewhere it was some they've they've done it for i mean there's like the informational video about it but it, it's been used all over the place it's like you stand in this one place like and then you're in studio you know, hundred miles away or whatever it is, and it's yeah. real time. It's instant. So, if they uh, use yeah. a hologram for that, would it have been like one of the projection holograms coming from the ceiling where you would have saw light, or would it have been some type Dude, of advanced hologram that comes from the floor up? So that you wouldn't have seen that projection of light. Projection technology, dude. There's so many lights on at that point, you would not know. And to do projections like that, there's multiple projector projectors. Even like uh, stuff that's not as complicated. Most projection technology nowadays is is multiple projectors there's 3d mapping there's all kinds of stuff you can do with these modern projectors so you probably wouldn't even know where that source is coming from but you see it a lot in like uh like hockey and basketball stadiums like the things they project onto the floor you know those interactive mm -hmm. uh, uh projections things those are like sometimes eight projectors to pick up all that movement and stuff so um, yeah, I mean, how, how much more advanced could they be if it's something that's still hidden from the public though, versus like stuff that it's we're not, though, it's just not, it's, it's in the entertainment industry. This is, it's common, uh, common knowledge, uh, depending but on, but I feel like they wouldn't want to make matter. that good of a hologram be common knowledge because then at that point they might see they've it as it, they dude. could lose for sales because Michael people Jackson, would know that it's a hologram. Tupac, I mean, they've been doing this for years, dude. That's just, it's just gotten better. And that was however many years ago. And, you know, things are we're 20 years behind as far as like what we have. So in, in 20 years, you and I will be able to do a podcast where it's you like, like star Wars at the Jedi night council, where you're <laughs> sitting in this chair right next to me on video and you're really not here. I mean, it, it as will be scary as technology is. That does sound pretty fucking. It'll dope, be available <laughs> to us on a consumer level in 20 years, but they already have it. Now they're using it on a higher level, but that's how everything works, dude. Everything gets, passed down the what the luxuries of the rich will be the 
um, you know, commonalities of the poor in X amount of years. It's going to happen, you know? We'll be like straight Star Wars style too. And we forget the first generation of that. It'll just be a straight blue hologram. There won't be like any coloring or anything to it. Of course, we'll get the shitty version of it. We always do. I mean, look at air, air, air travel, dude. Back in the day, the elites would pay and they could fucking, you know, you get a full meal, you could smoke, you could do all this stuff. By the time it becomes affordable, and it's still not affordable, but but you know, I'm sure we've all taken a flight in our life. Um, it's fucking shitty, dude. Fucking air, you know, it's shitty. They, they pack you in like cattle and they bring you to your destination and it's a fucking, it's a sham, dude. It's a sham. But that's, I'm just saying, it was a luxury, you know, 50 years ago. True. Um, I actually did find this real quick. Were you going to say something, Matt? No, go ahead. Yeah, so this is that that uh, holodeck shit that I found real fast. Is that what we were talking about? I So I don't know if this is the same one that you were talking yes, about. this is exactly it. Yeah, this is the exactly. one where the guy shows up in another room. Yep. Uh, in real time. So what we here, this is Portal. It's the size of a vending machine. Uh, it fits in the corner of a room, and it beams it? in a yeah. 4K resolution image in real time you can create you can beam anybody from anywhere to anywhere in real time and when you're looking into the camera you're looking into your audience's eyes so if you're an educator or if you're a uh, politician or if you're an inspirational speaker or a religious leader you You want to scam somebody yes (laughs) if you're a true con man this is great for you uh, judges chambers or whatever you wherever you are into anywhere and supposedly Jimmy Kimmel tested this out so when he hosted the um, music award show I want to say it was the hologram machines or something no one knew the entire time that he and wasn't in real there. time you can beam from wherever you are into as many places uh, at the exact same time uh, yeah, man. I guess you got to go to uh, camera, your Patreon to, so to that see this when video but yeah, dude, this is of definitely audiences around the world the camera so I'm here with no, I was just saying. I, I mean, you, you, ha- you would have to go to uh, the Patreon to get that information if this will fucking shut up. Sorry, I'm not the best at, uh, you know, handling the videos. But yeah, no. Um, oh, did you talk about this audio in a in a Patreon episode? Well, he does the videos over there at uh, Great Deception's Patreon. I, I recommend. Oh, it. the Monday Night Master Debaters on Patreon. Very nice. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, the, the video. You get to see all these crazy clips. But yeah, no, it's it's. I mean, it's. You know, and it doesn't sound that crazy over audio, but yeah, if you're seeing that, it's Dude, fucking absolutely imagine what they look how they market it though. So that means if that they have that product, that means it's been in production for 20 years, and now they're uh, marketing it to consumers like education, politicians, things like that. So that means we're gonna see this kind of stuff more and more, and it's only gotten better. Yeah, the there would be no need for teachers because oh, well, we saw that with Zoom, dude. Yep, I, yeah. I didn't. I, I worked in the university. We didn't do fucking in-person classes for a year and a half. It was like, what's the fucking point? You know what I mean? I mean, some classes were in person, but most of the time, a lecture class, you just fucking, the teacher could even record the Zoom class and then just make you watch the video. It didn't, you didn't even have to go to class on time. You could just watch it on. And that's like, okay, then why don't I just get my education on YouTube? There's enough content out there to fucking get a Harvard level, you know, master's degree. It's not hard. Don't say that out loud. You got to get that piece of paper, though. Otherwise, your education <laughs> means nothing. Don't forget. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, they could end up doing that in the future. I think after some sort of crazy uh, reset. I mean, when you look at, dude, like, again, YouTube you. 
YouTube University, dude, some shit like that. I mean, I'm, I'm not even kidding about that because Google runs YouTube. Yeah. Google is highly connected and, you know, it doesn't they could just call it something else. Right. Microsoft was was one of the, the main investors in that holodeck technology that we were watching. And of course they would be. Right. So, I mean, one one thing that's interesting to me is just the way that society is crumbling and how quickly it is. Right. Not not just, you know, again, not from a fear porn perspective. You've got Lake Mead drying up right now. You've got the Colorado River drying up big time. Right. Now, if shit really did hit the fan, they could bring in some water from the Great Lakes and all this stuff. And yeah, whatever. It's fine. But there's there's some issues, dude. There's some some serious problems. And it's like, what's going to really um, like what's next? What's the next problem? Right. I don't know when the ne- what, you know, the last problem was covid. But what's the next one? We we as you know, people that that pride ourselves in like, you know, kind of thinking and, you know, being able to dissect what the, what the news is telling us and stuff. I think that it's our responsibility in a way to take it a step further and be like, OK, what's next and, and predict it, but not just throw shit at the wall and see what sticks, but actually be like, OK, all the signs are pointing to this. So this is going to happen. Let's fucking do something about it, right? Or at least prepare for it. I don't know. It's it's just getting wild. We can go around the table and and see what our our thoughts are. I think that's an interesting. I I agree. I think we should try, but I think a lot of people that just shout out stuff willy nilly often get it wrong, and or something sticks. You know, broken clocks right twice a day. So I think, uh, at least for me, I'm kind of naturally hesitant to call things out. Um, but then there's other there's others that are very good at it. You know, I, I credit Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak on No Agenda. They can they it's not that they can call it. They just see the signs early. Um, they're very good at that and they're able to say what's coming. I mean, they, they talked about this whole LGB thing like a month ago, like this stuff getting dropped. They saw the writing on the wall. So I don't know if I'm qualified. I don't need, I don't think I'm qualified to say, I mean, but no I, can one throw, is. I can throw shit at the wall. and see. What's- well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. We shouldn't throw shit at the wall. Cause yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, people have been throwing shit at the wall. There's podcasters that I've respected in the past that have been throwing shit at the wall. Alex Jones is one. He, he seems like someone that's okay to talk shit about now. Um, people say he's been right more than he's been wrong. No, he hasn't. Uh, you know, they just never talk about the times that he's been wrong. Um, you know, the frogs we- are definitely gay though. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe they're lesbian. Okay, um, <laughs> they're, they're just not part of the community, so it's irrelevant. They they're getting kicked out. Yes, but yeah, no, I mean, uh, yeah, man, I don't think anyone's qualified. But there's a lot of people out there that have just, that, I mean, the the constant fear porn, the constant push to say like, hey, man, we're going to war with, uh, you know, it was Mexico a little while ago, and then it was uh, China, and then Russia, and the, you know, the Middle East, man. It, the constant like negativity isn't really helpful, but, um, and yeah, it's fine. If you don't want to predict anything, I, I don't well, like well, trying to predict. So let me ask you this, then you're, you're saying this, you know, the constant kind of fear porn negativity, are we helping or hindering by predicting what's next? Is that, uh, you know, unless we, obviously we can, you know, see the glass half full and predict a, a happy ending, but if we're being realistic is, are, do we really see a happy ending? I don't, I, I think I, I always try to, say that but you know yeah. with everything going on i don't know i don't it's know it's a if hindsight 2020 positive. thing you know yeah. kyle it's it's you, you're wrong until you're right mm-hmm. and you're yeah, not it's, you're it's funny you until you're too because i was talking to a guy yesterday um and he just a random guy came up to me and he started talking to me um and he's he started talking 
about all different stuff. And then all of a sudden he started talking about um, retirement funds and things like that. And what, what, what should you do right now? And I said, listen, man, I can, I can barely manage my small little bank account that I have. I am no one to give advice. I said, but if I had money to invest right now, I'd invest in tangible things, you know, whether it's land, whether it's, you know, uh, mineral, you know, gold, silver, things like that, that, that you can touch. I said, because, and he goes, well, we'll check this out. He said, I went to my bank and I told him I wanted to take all my money out. And she said, well, we're really advising against that right now. We don't think that's a smart move on your part. And he's that's like, so no, no, scary. no. He's like, you don't understand. He's like, I'm taking all of my money out. And she's like, okay, well, we have to fill out all this paperwork and it'll take X amount of days to do it. And he's like, no, I want my money now. And she's like, sir, I can't do that. Mm. And he's like, that's the game right there. Mm -hmm. And he's like, so I got, I, we, I did all the paperwork, got all my money out. And he says, I'm done. He goes, I'm not playing this game anymore. He goes, I got no debt. He goes, I'm, I'm done. I'm going to get all tangible assets. He said, I got a couple RVs and I'm going to be mobile. And I was like, good for you, man. If you can do that, that's great. If you can have that lifestyle. Well, what he does is he has two houses, right? Is what he said. He has a house up North up here. And then he has one down South. And so the RVs would get in between the two places, depending on what was going on. And if he needed to stray along the way, he said he could. And he, this guy was a, a crane operator. So he's like, I can pick up work anywhere I need to, you know, anytime. So I have one of those jobs where, I, you know, it's always in need. And I was like, man, that's a, that's a nice position to be in. But he was really freaked out by this shit. Like he really thinks shit's going to collapse here in the next like less mm. than a decade. You know, I've been thinking about that lately, too, because I've noticed that at least Huntington, the bank that I have uh, the past couple of weeks, no matter what Huntington I go to, their fucking ATMs don't work. Mm. And it's been like I've gone to like four or five different locations in the same day and like yeah. every one of their fucking ATMs are down. We've had a similar issue here in town. Uh, there's a small local bank that just got bought out by another another a, a slightly larger bank. And for months, those those customers don't have because of the, you know, switching over or whatever. They haven't had access to their accounts uh on a regular basis you know they're trying to pay their bills they're trying to direct deposit they can't do anything because of some sort of system internal system flaw that's happened which is and absolute bullshit because what are they really doing kyle they're pushing numbers on a piece of paper yeah it's, it's all fake why can't you you know why are you making these people struggle and and at you, because it's your fault well listen man like another thing too is that how many people have been pushing for anyone that believes in like conspiracies or any of this stuff, how many people are pushing us into going to smaller and smaller banks or credit unions? Those are going to be the first institutions to fail, I man. Drop. Yep. I, I still fucking bank with Chase and people say that I'm an asshole for doing that. I, do too. I will never not bank with Chase because that's the last bank to fucking go down. And I'm that's always going to be there. I, I shop at Walmart and you know, I, I, I have a fucking little grocery store down the street and I, I, really i i hope that they succeed i don't think they will though man because all that's going on it's a tax on the lower class i consider myself lower middle class i consider the owners of that grocery store upper middle class because they own a fucking grocery store but dude they're just because they're like having to charge like a higher price and you're getting the same product sometimes a shittier product dude i'm not gonna go there i love the idea in a good economy i would support a store like that 
shit's rough though right now dude and i'm not gonna i'm going to fucking walmart and costco to get my shit and, and they're gonna be the brand. last ones to go down store yeah. brand yeah yeah i agree dude i agree and it's it does suck because you know especially in a smaller town you want to support the local community i think a good way to do it is to like go to a local farmer's market because it's often fairly priced things you know where things are coming from uh i've been trying to do that but you know i still yeah i get all my groceries from walmart and i pay the extra ten dollars for the home delivery uh <laughs> I, will, I will pay a hundred dollars to never go to walmart again so it that's sucks. what i do and it's 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 the move you know um but you're right it does it does suck but that's you know it, it's like what do you do what do you do because times are tough for everybody and it's almost like you have to you don't want to see it as like giving into the corporate, you know, machine. You don't want to be a slave to the machine, but it's like, you're right. I bank with Chase as well. Um, I have an account with the credit union, but because everything's already wrapped up in my direct deposits and, you know, auto pays and stuff, I just stick with Chase and I just have an account at the credit union for like, if I need a loan or something like that, I'm much more likely to get that from the credit union, which that's what those things are good for, right? Those smaller banks are more likely to work with you. But as far as hey, my general finance, listen, there's nothing wrong with playing the game as long as you play it wisely. You yeah. know, as yeah. long as you're not out there just racking up massive amounts of debt, it doesn't matter where you bank. Right. And because we're not managing these massive accounts. If, if shit crashes, dude, we're going to be sacrificial lambs financially. Right. We're going to have to figure it out on our own because we don't have that you know, fuck you money that a lot of these rich people have where even if shit crashes, they'll be able to get by for a couple of days just on their richness alone. Well, Matt, um, you teed me up for a fucking new topic here. Mm. What about, you know, in, incurring irresponsible debt and being a fucking, you know, douchebag and just using the system and fucking around student loan debt might get forgiven in our I, lifetimes here. I, what do you I, think about that? I'm down for it, dude. I got 50k. I'm 50k in the hole right now, dude. With See that? That would piss That's me fuck. off. On the <laughs> other end, mine off with my family, dude. My parents helped me pay mine off. Yeah, that yeah, would no, piss I, me pay, off because I'm paying mine off. I've been paying ever since I went to school. Like, um, but I'm saying if they're gonna do it, yeah, it, it obviously it's gonna make things worse for everybody in the long term. But I'll at least have an extra four hundred dollars a month to buy food you know that's how i see it i'm not looking at the whole the big picture i'm looking at me you know what i mean and i everyone is i'd be pissed too i would be pissed too you know well, there's there's two problems i have with it one is fuck you kyle because i paid mine and i had to struggle <laughs> what is it like it's like 20 years or some shit but they you're drag also it 20 years for. older than me or or close to it you know what i mean and so you've had time to pay it off I, i'm sure in 10 or 15 years i'll have mine paid off dude i had 100k when i left school yeah see so it's yeah, not you like know, it, to student loan debt's the only debt if i'm not mistaken that hey, is you not die. you can't you it's unforgivable you cannot yeah. claim bankruptcy you have to pay it and no, that's the other problem with it like okay kyle we forgive all that student debt where is that debt coming from well, I mean, if what you, are they going to do? They're just going to create more fake money, which is, right. you know, but, more hyperinflation. So it's it, just it's six of one half dozen another. Yeah. Well, where is the debt coming from? Let's not just gloss over that that question. Well, where is the debt say, coming it's, from? It's different than like, let's say they're going to print it up. No, no, dude. Who owns these fucking colleges? Right. That's I think that's a really important thing. Like Yale, Harvard. Uh, even the University of Arizona, this like middle class, you know, well, you're looking here. at a lot of big name families. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. All that's the what do- every whatever the dorm rooms are named after, whatever the stadium yeah. is named after, that's the people that might. You be don't steal from those directors. people, dude. And, and what's crazy, Ryan? I went to you know when I went to my got to my college, it was a small like Division three college. We talked and, about it in the in the upcoming conspiracy break room episode. That'll be real fun. Yeah, and now it's a large Division one college and i don't recognize the campus anymore it's totally changed since i graduated like it's so modernized i mean it's beautiful don't get me wrong but how'd that happen that's what i'm saying where with all these millions and millions of dollars that they and that's all they do they go out there and i mean i graduated over 20 years ago and i still am getting fundraiser you know donation looking for donations multiple times a day from different people looking always having that handout and it's like guys you you've milked me for enough i'm not giving any more to you and what's interesting about student loan debt is as you pointed out it's different than other debt you were asking if they forgive the debt where does it go but it let's like let's say you go to the hospital or you have some credit card debt or whatever after x amount of time someone another institution can buy that debt for pennies on the dollar and then make a buck off of you you know what I mean? That so would that not be the same case with a with student loan debt, where another institution just buys it for pennies on the dollar, and then you you end up owing them, you know, let's say ten percent of whatever you did? Because you can do that with hospital medical debt. You can do it with other kinds of debt. I'm just curious if it if you guys know if it's if it's different. I mean, maybe you don't know. That's okay. But um, I know with other kinds of debt, you can uh, you know. Pay it. that's where you see all those infomercials like do you owe this much in credit card debt call us now we can reduce it because that's real that that really sham wow sham wow yes <laughs> but wait there's more if they're trying to get rid of student loan debt another way that i feel like they might be able to do it is that they could pretty much just raise everybody's taxes up a little bit and make it so that everybody pays for it as a whole because like you were saying that money's got to come from somewhere and if they try to hide it amongst everybody's taxes and what they're paying all the time then, I mean, that'd be a good way to hide it. And then all those elite families can still get their money out of everything. And it's, you know, you, your debt becomes everybody's debt. I think it's much more than a small tax rate. Or they're going to kill all the students that have the student loan debt with the vaccines. I mean, I think that <laughs> I gotta, that's already fucking going on. All I got people are having off, heart attacks. Oh, I got to pay it off. But it's, but it's one of those debts where if you die, you don't, you still have to pay it. Someone has to but pay yeah, it. So, you don't but get your payoff unless you get your COVID vaccine. It's passed. Yeah, it's passed on to other people, though. That's the thing. So yeah. what are, what do rich people do? And, I, and, you know, I was having this talk again with my sister, not to bring her up too much here, but like she's 18. Her and her boyfriend are thinking about moving out. And they told me we've got fourteen thousand dollars together. I'm like, OK, well, but that'll last you what? Three months. That's what I spent on my wedding. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to buy a house you know, that's not going to work. You're going to put a down payment and realistically you're renting a house. I, I quote unquote own my house, but I'm paying a 30 year mortgage and I'm, I'm six years into it. I'm renting from the bank, but the only difference is if the air conditioner unit breaks or yeah. utility breaks, it's on me. It's not on the owner of the home, right? Even though the owner is the fucking bank, I should be able to ask the bank, Hey, can you guys fucking fix my air conditioner? They'll say, hey, what, what are you talking about, dude? This is your home. They'll Unless, say, yeah, you can, you can take out an equity loan on it and we'll jack you for a couple more points. Yeah, or a double mortgage or whatever. Yep. I mean, you know, I can shoot myself in the foot here if I want. But no, I, I would recommend anyone out there that may be, you know, I don't know how many 17-year-olds that listen to this or 18-year-olds or whatever, or, or people that have kids that are moving up in life and they're trying to move out. 
encourage them to stay living with you and be supportive and let them fucking pay you rent so that your shit is going right back into what they're doing. Because as long as I mean, dude, the rich people, they buy their shit flat out. They buy their houses in cash. They buy their cars in cash or they we, use their assets to take out loans to then buy their stuff. They might not actually use their own cash, but they'll use their assets to take a loan out on their assets and they don't have to pay a tax on that cash. They have well, no sure, but none of us cash. have assets, right? That's I what mean, I'm saying. Like, the reason yeah. rich people, I'm saying that's what the rich people do is they. Well, I'm trying they, to like, I'm trying to make it relatable to like the average person that would be listening. I'm sure there's no, you know, people with trust funds really listening. Maybe there's like a couple and, and they have different privileges, but man donate state <laughs> yeah. yeah well yeah charity donate is to a all big three thing. of the sh- all four of the shows right yeah well yeah exactly and like you know charity shit i mean dude all that stuff people are like why are these rich people philanthropists it's because that that shit's tax deductible That's you get right all off. that money back it's yeah exactly dude you get all that shit back um we don't have the the ability to really do that so i would just say dude if i could go back in time dude i moved out when i was 18 even though i had a super supportive like parents like, you know, really, really cool, awesome parents, but I wanted to get out and I wanted to drink and I wanted to pound some puss and I did that, but I'm still kind of fucking broke. So instead of doing that, live with your parents for a little longer, stack up some money, save up a hundred thousand dollars. And by the time the fucking mortgage meltdown point two point oh happens, you'll probably be able to buy a decent house with a hundred thousand dollars. It's not as hard as it sounds. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, I, Every day my wife sends me Zillow pages <laughs> of houses she wants to buy. And it's like, we can't fucking afford it. You know what I mean? Like, there's no fucking way. Dude, I bought this house for $99,000 and now it's worth $312,000 six years later. Tell me that we're not in an inflated market yeah. right now. Yeah, Dude, I bought my house for 54000 I think last time I checked, it was like 200 and something. There you go. That's more of a fucking increase. That's four times versus my three. Yeah, yeah man. I mean, guys. Jesus. When, when when shit crashes, when shit crashes, and it will, it's going to be, I mean, the dude, people were able to buy houses in fucking Detroit for $500 back in like 2008. Dude, and there was actually on, like the, the neighborhoods were fucking trash, but some of those houses were like mini mansions. Like I was working for a lady where I'd go into those houses and like put furniture in them and shit like that so she could sell them. Staging. And like, yeah. yeah, staging the houses. And yeah, dude, those fucking houses, they're dirt cheap, but those things are straight mini mansions. I got like the back staircase that goes up to the, uh, from the kitchen up to the bedrooms and like the front staircase. Like they're ridiculous, bro. So imagine, imagine for the times that are coming, imagine being in a position when you can buy a neighborhood of houses in Detroit for $20,000. Imagine being in that position today. You buy a fucking neighborhood, not just a house, but a neighborhood. For $20,000, and this is not out of the realm of possibility for the future, $20,000 down, maybe you got some fucking elbow grease and a little bit of hard work and maybe a couple of buddies that you buy some beer and lunch for every day. Dude, you're, you're slumlords at that point. I mean, I'm not saying that this is ideal, but dude, this is the times that we're heading into. Oh, uh, we need to move out of podcasting and become slumlords. Slumlords. In Detroit. That's it right there. We're going slumlording. <laughs> all right. Dude, let's slumlords all are down. here. The favelas we- of... Of Brazil, that shit's coming here. We man. change the names of the streets to the names of our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan well, Dean Lane. <laughs> Ryan Dean Lane, the Big Dumb Avenue, uh, Great Deception uh, Boulevard, uh, uh, Inquiries. Uh, that's your names. I don't know. I can't work your name. Yeah, none it. of our podcast In- names would be Inquiry good Alley. Names. There you no, go. Yeah. Inquiries Alley. 
<laughs> it's like, yeah, I live on the Great Deception Lane. Yeah, that's not where you want to live. You don't want to live on, <laughs> no, 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 on Dangerous World we Boulevard. Can, we can do whatever we want. We can do whatever we want because we're the slumlords, dude. <laughs> It'll be a bunch of conspiracy theorists living in the neighborhood anyways. They'll probably fucking love the names. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Reptilian oh, yeah. Boulevard. Oh, shit's coming, dude. You're right, though, Ryan. Shit's, shit's happening. And I think with... Uh, the, the acceleration it's picking up. I mean, I, I've got my beans. I'm I'm locked and loaded. I'm ready to go. I'm actually going to buy an AR probably this week before they ban them. You shouldn't uh, announce that, Kyle. Why? It's, <laughs> Allegedly. It's completely legal in where I live. I can even build one, and it's completely legal. If so. the ATF comes to your door and asks about it, call the cops and say someone's impersonating an officer at, <laughs> and asking for your gun. Have you seen? Have you guys seen that video? No. Oh, is it a ring doorbell video? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The one where the guy comes to his house, and he's like, "Get the fuck!" The co- he calls the cops, and the cops are like, "Get the fuck on the ground!" And the ATF agents like, "Dude, I'm a federal officer. I'm not getting on the ground." And they tase the ATF dude. Yes, <laughs> I've seen that. That's so I love awesome, that. Dude. It's so yeah. awesome. That That's should happen to stuff. every tax collector and every <laughs> ATF agent ever, <laughs> always, every day until they quit. And you just say, I think, I think he has a gun. Well, now the IRS will have guns, uh, even more guns now, because that's, I mean, that's happening too. They doubled their uh, manpower and they bought, you know, millions of rounds of am- ammunition and thousands and thousands of weapons. So they've been buying a lot of stuff lately. Yeah, my dad they, even asked we, could, me we should start up too. swatting 2.0, where we just uh, start swatting all IRS these different government the officials. People. Just yeah. send the IRS. Hey, Nancy Pelosi, I think I think there's some insider trading going on. Let's send the IRS, and they show up in a. There's some children box. screaming in her basement. <laughs> her her titties are too big for whatever she's got going on. <laughs> Dude, imagine Dude, what waiting. that radar looked like as she was coming in. That must have been. It's like the Austin so, Powers radar. Have you seen Austin Powers where the yeah. satellite is shaped like boobs? And he's like, what is it? <laughs> it's melons. <laughs> I mean, that's what's happening. That's the flight tracker uh, that shut down when she was flying. Everyone was checking up on her. It was just boobs. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, no, no. That's who Kim Kardashian's going to get with next. And then the start of idiocracy is going to be right there. Oh. Nancy Pelosi. Okay. Put five <laughs> on it. That's a long shot, but you know, it, it could happen. I she guess has to appeal to each demographic. She's got the skinny white boys. She's got, you know, the hip hop heads. So now she's got to get the elderly Elder. <laughs> sure. The geriatrics. You might've just like inadvertently struck gold there. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> it's going to happen, man. <laughs> it's going to, we're going to bring it into flourishing by, you know, predicting that's going to happen. We're going to manifest it and it's going to happen. Be I don't careful. know if I want to manifest that. Be careful, but... <laughs> Be careful what you wish for. Yeah, seriously. All right, gentlemen. I think this is a good spot to wrap it up. I do have one good clip if you guys want to talk about it and get on COVID for a couple minutes. COVID? Oh. It was a good one. I've been saving it. All right. We could play the clip. So I guess I'll preface it first. So I heard this one on No Agenda. I'm sure Kyle's heard it. But they did this TV show in the UK where it was they put – people that are against vaccinations in a house with people that are pro vaccination and basically made like a, like a TV show and called it a documentary and it fucking flopped. People flipped the fuck out, but you guys got to hear this shit. It's fucking hilarious. Okay. Let's see here. Got a, oh, it was got like a, a big, a big brother type thing with uh, 
They put like nurses and doctors in a house with people who are anti-vax. Yeah. I'll say right away, she is smoking hot. <laughs> Dude, Sorry. I, I went all around the internet trying to find like a trailer for this thing. I can only find full episodes in this one clip. So there's a little bit of reading in it, but you, you get the premise of just how stupid this shit is. It's hilarious. Oh, you got to share your audio. Can't hear it. Yeah. See, how do I do that here? <laughs> Sorry. When I you share a screen, there's a little uh, box that you check at the bottom left that says share audio. Just exit out and then enter back in. And I will say that, the, that this girl with the uh, denim jacket is not hot. <laughs> she looks like, uh, what's her name? Kathy Griffin. Yeah, Shane, if you click on share screen, there's a little box on the bottom corner that says share sound. You can click that. All right. I got cool, cool. Oh, I like these Latina looking I would ask is how can you be sure that that was the vaccine and not something that would have happened anyway? Oh, she's a little Indian bitch. I'm about it. She's an active campaigner and believes people should have the right to make their own decisions. She just needs an alpha male to lay dick down right and she'll fucking change up her ideals. <laughs> I've really cracked a few liberals myself. Um, my friend Katrina, she is 28 years old. She was perfectly healthy before. She only had one dose of the Pfizer vaccine. Five days later, she was beginning to experience brain fog. Now she's had a stroke. Uh, she's had three suspected heart attacks. And she's a very good friend of yours? Yeah, well, now she is. Did you know her before? <gasps> no. I think the one question that I would ask is how can you be sure that that was the vaccine <laughs> and not something that would have happened anyway? If you've been completely healthy before, that one thing changed and then days later, you're suddenly experiencing all these things you've never had before, like paralysis and seizures. The chance of that happening to someone so young, I would say, not possible. It's not zero though. You know in your heart. It's <laughs> not just her, there's so many people who are going through the same thing. I just don't think it's enough to say it's happening a lot <laughs> without the evidence for it. Yeah. I'm actually yeah. not trying to change your mind, weirdly. I'm not trying to persuade you of anything. Bullshit. <laughs> that was Man, I think I'm in love with that lady. And Which one, know. the redhead? The little Nazarene? Nazarene, dude. I mean, I, I'm privy to redhead, though, so even if she is a dumb cunt. As humans, right, we are... We are most affected by stories. Kathy Griffin meets the mass. The reason why <laughs> yeah. science and mathematics like carrot top and, and fucking physics, <laughs> the reason why they exist is because they are the things that allow us to step outside of our emotional engagement with these topics and to give a sense of an objectivity objectivity Dude, that kind of bitch right there like that girl and and by the way she's white right and the other girl is kind of like more ethnic i think if i'm not mistaken she's probably like indian english mm -hmm. uh indian red dot indian so like the the whiter the person the more liable they are or the more uh prone they are to this programming it seems and i'm not sure what that means to help but you no know, they they feel like they have to help everybody and they well, say they feel that, guilty yeah, and they say that they they have to you have to be objectionable but they're the ones who will not reason at all like they are set in their ways and no matter what you say she's like still 
you can't say it's zero percent right are you sure? what i was gonna, I was gonna say know? is dude if a black guy if she was at, 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 in a gas station and a black dude came in and like held up the gas station right and like was fucking ready to shoot everybody in there she would sit down and she would say hey how can i help you because you're black right i can't <laughs> hold the bag and then he and then he pissed the whipper and take her fucking purse and, and walk she would out say hey i deserve that yeah that's what i'm saying people <laughs> they're like just that a product so of their gone. environment <laughs> yes they're a product of their environment and they're oppressed by people like my ancestors so i deserve this they're so stupid so dumb. that's a good clip yeah yeah that i i should i need to go back i need to watch that uh that show it's only, i think heard. it's like an hour and a half or something like that but i watched it it's I got, like the whole show is just as ridiculous as that yeah like, i got I the had gist of it from that shane it's like holy shit man <laughs> and that's but that's the world we live in right that's the two separate worlds and that's one of the great divides they've created with this whole pandemic needless to say they didn't change anybody's mind by the end of it either so <laughs> yeah, no. well that's like if anybody wants to watch another mind-blowing documentary go watch what is a woman that's great by matt walsh dude. i mean oh boy dude there I... is one that was really really good where he goes up to somebody and asks like what is a woman they're like well i don't think i can say that because i'm not a woman and then he says something like okay so it, just because you're not a cat that means that you can't say that that's a cat correct and the person's like well i think i've walked into a bad conversation just gets up and walks away <laughs> like <laughs> that's it he has it's... a fucking point it's just so ridiculous. Matt Walsh is gay, though. I'll say he's that. awful. I, I I think he's trash anyway. <laughs> good documentary, though. I did enjoy watching it. I'm sure it's Wait, good. Yeah, no, he's uh, well. It, I yeah, love the interactions. The interactions are annoying. Worth it. It's it's very clickbait. You know, very yeah. how, how he does it all deadpan is just clickbaity, which is great. I, I I enjoyed watching it, but you're right. It's like he's not really changing anything with this. So um, it's just pissing more people off. That's all that it's doing, and it's making more people on the right see. They go see. See, like that's all that they're doing, and then the people on the left are like, "Oh, what a dick!" That's all that that's doing, man. It's like let's get to some resolutions instead of just asking more questions or challenging people on beliefs that they already are not going to agree with. Like it, it, it's this this level that we're at right now has been established. Let's get to the next level and try and fucking like make things better somehow. So that's my. Hey, but like words. you were saying earlier in the show, it's only in certain areas that have an issue answering that question. So like you were saying, there might be the areas that are like the elitist that get concerned with all this gender stuff. And then the poorer areas don't give two fucks. Cause when he goes to like Africa, they can answer the question straight up and they're confused as shit when he asks anything differently. Mm. So, I mean, it's showing exactly what you're saying right in there. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Yeah. yeah. Very possible. Who knows at this point, man, it's <laughs> your guess is as good as mine at this rate. I don't know. I've yeah, given what up. What I've a fun up. show, though. We we hit a lot of topics. This was this was good. Yes, a good crossover. I like Cross, it. Crosscast. <laughs> yeah. I will have go. to have you guys together come on an episode of BDI and do it interchange style. There we go. Interchange. I'll, I'll bring I'll bring a clip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do it with no pants on for no reason. Dude, Kyle's <laughs> already got you covered on yeah, that you, one. It was so hot this summer. It was pantless podcasts, dude. Uh, I have pants on now, unfortunately, but. Um, yeah, we got to bring pants. Let's say prove it. <laughs> Dude, I, last podcast I did, yes, I would have had no pants on. But today I wore pants. I'm sorry. I, it's the big master debaters. I had to at least look presentable in case I needed to stand up and yell at you guys. You know, the, the debaters is what we do. I think for the 100th episode, we should play a game of cyber soggy waffle. No. 
Not How much? No. $5? $5 to the winner? Dude, what is this? The fucking frat house? We're going to play Ookie Cookie? Come on. Limp Biscuit? Jesus, man. I thought you would have something more creative than that. Why why are we? It's a lose-lose. Well, no, no one knows. Everyone's just going to be like looking like this. Yeah, but I don't want to look into any of your souls while you're like, so like Alex Jones just got formally arrested and now Donald Trump's assassinated. What's going on? Speaking of which, I was asking before, if anybody hasn't seen it, go check out the the league on FX. It's an old show about like these five guys that play fantasy football. Funny as shit. That's something they would do, you know, and oh, dude, I've been watching old reruns of it it's hilarious <laughs> the winner would be the gay one though <laughs> i'm sorry dude what do you say shane i said the winner would be the gay one though because he'd be the one that's jacking off while staring at everybody the whole time yeah exactly, exactly. no all you gotta do is put up a fake picture of like like you gotta like you know play your favorite porno and mute mute but at the same time you're still hearing everybody's voices so it's just <laughs> as weird i'm muting if those are the rules for victory shane you would win yeah, have at it, champ. I ain't touching that one. All right. <laughs> I think we know who is the winner, or not winner, but the one that would be doing there it on that is one. No winner. Be the one that wouldn't there be is interacting no winner, to anything. Shane. No one wins in this. Whoever, <laughs> all right, negative Nancy. I think we're all winners in that situation. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get out of here. <laughs> oh, let's go. Kyle, what do you got going on, my man? Uh, not much, man. Just getting back in the swing of things, uh, working on some changes, uh, possibly a name change, format change, all these things with the show. But for now, it's still the Big Dumb Podcast. You can check it out everywhere. Matt, Ryan, Shane, thank you guys so much. Uh, this was a joy. It's great to have my first podcast back in the saddle as a Monday Night Master Debaters. I couldn't think of a better way to get back into it. So thank you both so much. Welcome back. Kyle. Okay. And I got to do your first podcast back with you, brother. <laughs> Absolutely. The, 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 it just everything. It's so gay, but it's, it is what it is at this point. You know what I mean? And mazel's on bagging your chick, dude. Oh yeah, dude. I'll probably be having a baby (laughs) in the next 12 months. I guarantee it. So she's been jumping my bones every chance she gets. That's awesome, man. Enjoy it while it lasts. Uh, yes. Thank you. you. I've heard many people uh, with more experience than I saying, Hey, (laughs) just hope. Good luck. That's all. I've hey, been... man, I ain't even married yet. And I've been with my girl 10 years. It's lucky if it happens once a month, bro. <laughs> anyway, well, okay. Oh, I, it's just been happening more than I was on that schedule. Now it's happening more frequently. I think she just wants me to bag, you know, put put a baby in her. So then fill, then her, up. fill her up, my friend, and Thank all you. will be different. <laughs> you just got to get a vasectomy for the next like three years and then finally get it undone <laughs> and have it work. <laughs> String it out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it's not working, babe. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, that's me. Thank you, guys. <laughs> well, now I'm thinking maybe filler up is the name of the episode. There we go. Uh, that is definitely no, we got to put them all filler together. <laughs> Take it or suck it. Filler up. I'm scared, I'm scared of robots. Filler up. There we go. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, <laughs> uh, Shane, what do you got going on, my man? Okay, so I guess I got a bunch of stuff to spit out. So theoretically, if Kyle changes his name, Big Domain Inquiries may or may not change its name. So because we're going to keep it Swapcast style, so I feel like it might be needed if he changes his name. On the other side note, I got a new show that's starting up in September with Ghost called Bizarre Encounters. So if anybody wants to check that out, I just set up all the feeds, follow on Instagram, and keep updated for when the first episode comes out. Uh, Also, got to do shout out for uh, Open Minds Media. If anybody wants to come and check out what we're doing over there, 
Uh, we got a link tree. Just come find us on Instagram. You can find all the other information that goes along with that. And last but not least, I'm Shane from Inquiries of Our Reality. And if you want to come and check my stuff out, I'm usually the most active on Instagram, but I also have a link tree. So L-I-N-K-T-R period E-E slash Inquiries of Our Reality podcast. And all the other things that I mentioned are also off of that link tree. So quick and easy. Dude, you don't have enough going on. You got a link forest. <laughs> Holy Jesus. Your link tree is like that old, uh, oldest, you know, largest organism in the world. It's all those trees connected, dude. That's you. <laughs> and you. Dude, and who knows? Give it another couple months. There'll be like three more shows I'm doing. Nice. <laughs> nice. Good for, Good you, for you, brother. That's awesome. Get it out there. Just got to uh, get the Patreon bumped up a little bit. So I'm starting to push that a little bit more. But other than that, it's going Give good. it time. Give it time. Do not rush it. It will come when it's meant to be. If you force it, it's going to backfire. Don't just trust me. I'll just say without saying names that I had some beef that happened recently and it jumped up my listeners ridiculously. So I'm not <laughs> complaining here. <laughs> it always does. Yeah, it you always works out. Hey, listen, if you put out a good product, people will find it. And that's the way it is. It doesn't matter, you know, who 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 thinks they're going to stop you, who's going to shit on your parade. Just do your thing and whatever happens, happens. Absolutely. Exactly. I'm just saying no negative happened over here on this end. So thanks for uh, giving me more listeners. If anybody's listening on that end. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. <laughs> right. What do you got going, my man? Yeah, I know a thing First or two of about all, beef you, myself. You are one of the busiest men in the game you're right the, now. You're the beef master. They call you Arby's, dude. Every yeah, day. I'm having fun, Matt. I'm having fun. No, I, 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 it's unbelievable, man. I can't believe all the content you're putting out. And it's yeah, what's like, this new show you meant the break room. I've heard about it in the chats, but I, 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 maybe I missed a post on it. What's this break room you got going on? This is new to me. Yeah. It's the gayest name. I, I was trying to think, okay, I, you know, dangerous world is a really hacky name. How can I come up with something worse? And I came up with conspiracy break room. And so now it's just like, you know, it, it's basically, uh, you know, I talk with a cool individual and I've talked with four great people and those episodes are released. And then Matt's awesome episode is coming out next. And are these on, um, Patreon? Are these on Patreon? No, no. These are on the free feed. They're, oh, they're okay. released either Saturday or Sunday. And we get an origin story from the, uh, you know, conspiracy podcast host. And then we talk about mostly food or some of their more like trashy, more mainstream habits as people just growing up you know we don't talk about conspiracies at all and it's uh it's been fucking fun dude the uh, last I dude it. i talked with was sean uh sean chris of kill the mockingbirds and like he told me how to make a tamale in jail so that was fun and <laughs> so it's like uh, a you break, know a break room from the conspiracies i like that exactly like that. it's like conspiracies your job you're on the break room you're getting a little 15 minutes that day and you're, you're out here and you're just talking shit. Water cooler talk, you know? There we go. And I dig it. Just, the name makes more sense that way. Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, that was my thought when I was super drunk. And I may or may not have taken some mushrooms. And I was just like, okay, how can we <laughs> Allegedly. do this? Don't challenge <laughs> yeah, me, no. You know what happened last time? We challenged each other and I was fucked up. That was hilarious <laughs> at the tavern. <laughs> yeah, I still have a few in my fridge. And I'm going to probably take those like sometime. But. Um, for, for episode 10 of that, I'd actually like to get a few people together and just talk about trashiness. And, and so we'll get Matt. You'll be involved for sure. I mean, if you guys are down, we can just get like a big, huge panel and just talk about like just trashy, trashy behavior that we have. I'm down. I if think we can bring important. up Pornhub comments and uh, midgets, you know, and Anything. really tall Anything. girls. 
<laughs> yeah, it's all fun, man. I, I love tall girls. It's all fun. But yeah, no, Matt, I appreciate that uh, shout out there, dude. Because yeah, no, it's where I'm just having fun, man. I think that's important. But you can find me at patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast. I'm always, uh, you know, putting shit out over there. We do the rants. We do all kinds of fun just bullshit and yeah and things. i gotta i gotta fix my patreon dude it fucked up on your on your on one of our ends so i gotta resubscribe because it just dude i have no idea what's going on with those we'll, assholes we'll talk over there. we'll talk later we'll figure it out okay yeah i need to set up my own system but i mean for right now it's it's working for me but um yeah dude no i i this is literally my favorite show i say it every fucking time that i do my little intros for these shows this is the best roundtable show in the conspiracy game. I don't care about any of those other fucking shows that try and be like what this is. This is way better than any of them, dude. Um, so, yeah, Matt, just honored to be a part of this every week, dude. It's so fucking fun. Appreciate that, man. And, yeah, it's because it's we get cool people, cool guests. Everybody comes in and has a good time. And there's no bullshit here. That's the best part. So, yeah. What are you up you to? You can find uh I I just finished up my finally I'm done with Jim Mars. He can he can suck a fat one. I spent like six hours talking about that guy and okay. I take back everything I said. You watch your mouth about Jim Mars. No, no, dude. no. I, I love him, but dude, six <laughs> hours on one guy was more than I wanted to do, but it, and it blew my mind the depth he goes into. But I'm like, I'm done. I gotta get out of it. It it sent me into you. a a weird hole so i'm getting out of that I, I i should put out the third one i think this week it's coming out i just gotta finish it up and then uh yeah back to some old world stuff i want to get back into that shit and uh that's where the fun's at and i want to start making some more youtube videos but i'm in the process of moving so the next two weeks is going to be hit or miss and uh as i'm moving back and forth but once that settles in come september we're gonna rock and roll good luck on your move dude and i will say you find some of the most interesting clips on instagram i think that you should incorporate that into youtube and some of your shows too well that's what sure. yeah that's kind of what i want to do is some more of the the little clips and start editing those together into bigger clips kind of thing yeah. so yeah Fuck we yeah. got some stuff coming out. It's going to be fun. I'm, I just haven't had time here and I've been trying to get out of this little place and summertime's a lot more fun, but once fall and winter come, I don't want to be outside much. So I'm the opposite, bro. I barely fucking go outside during the summer, but I'm outside all winter and fall. <laughs> there you go. All right, guys. Thank you very much. And uh, everyone stay safe and question everything. <laughs>